1: Live. One time here, aka, AKA Pyramid Kid, aka Tuesday, aka Lazarus, <laughs> aka Asar. Man, y'all thought to come on gonna see me again, huh? Well, news flash, homies, I'm back. Come on. Soon as the plane land, ain't got no time to play. I touch ground, bend down, kiss the runway. Soon as I stand back up, I'm like a worker bee. With new turf, new streets, new people to meet, deep in the heart of a crowd. What will I discover? The internet, one thing, real life is another. The return of the brother, tell mama, her son home. And prepare a rock steady like a down phone. It's more than a milestone. It's a success story of how your boy came back to restore the glory of all those before me. My ancestors, Give for the way that they continue to bless us. They so precious. I'm so hyped. Gine and skyline, nighttime, is so tight. Africa, y'all for once, I feel so right. I'm setting the shop, no need for return flight. Well we're going to Cairo. Okay, there go. Okay, shy. Like okay. Finance of 3-2 yeah. on the outskirts. Yeah. Set my fam up yeah. for the growth spurt. Yeah. Africa needs us. Economy is hurt and we the missing link. So it gotta work. I got the skills to further build the infrastructure. I'm not a brother that's undercover a blood sucker. I got to jump a with My mind is a Doris sale. If Africa's heaven, the USA is hell. <laughs> <10. laughs> yep, and they can keep all that. Eyes open under fire, help me keep all that. They the number one reason why we all track. It's to the point where. We fall back whenever change comes. We get quiet and play dumb, but the pain's numb. Uppity blacks don't forget where they came from. Yeah, what's high here's the reminder I'm Harriet, something with that shot. shotgun behind your moon. Where we going? To Tripoli, okay. Now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason. <laughs> Welcome me back. The first, you got it. By the the yeah. the, the, the motherland. Wise, you got it. You got it. You very African. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got the You You need knowledge. While well, I'm a devil Back, back to Africa Pink that Hit <laughs> <laughs> her I don't know where you at too Yo, we up in J Set. you know what I'm saying, Joe Burr? Look, 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 Africa, look, look I'm a
2: man, Steve,
3: let it down, I'm a man, Steve, See am a man I'm a
1: That we'd be letting go. You was my first love, strong, forget yet so clean and pure. Can't matter what size the storm, I always knew that we'd endure. Until the big one happened, massive and unforeseen. Swept its hand across the land, separating you from me. Tragic and unfair, took our dreams and robbed us blind. No proof of reconstruction, this the first one of its kind here, up in a strange place I justify my numbers, cause I ain't got no face Don't know my family name, cause I ain't got a Don't know a whole lot of things, but I do know where I'm from I write this letter hoping you still got love for me Cause I don't care how much you change, you still the one for me your you Marcus Garvey and Elijah Muhammad They knew I heard you calling Malcolm Huey and Martin Every hood they was hollering Trying to jog my memory about the love we shared They say you used to call me the king Instead of a thug or a player And you can't wait until I get there I heard you change your style Some people said I shouldn't mess with you now Cause you're too proud And what we had is all in the past No more gym-based circles Wild chair and dance in the grass Now, on, you know I don't need that shit Right now we're putting out Distracted and tricked by thieves and liars and killers, to the point my mind's obsessed with dying. And yes, it's true I'm sick and tired of crying, but no, I'm not sick and tired of trying. I'm heartbroken and girl, I need your love. That's my word. That's all I got. I know I'm sounding kinda desperate, but you're all I got. I'm coming home, ma. My-
2: You gon' turn me down,
1: but I can't blame my people for thinking the way that I knew this is throwing And stowing us off of the path to rebuild the connection. We lost through the slavery slots today. I'm knowing you're offered way more. Something to go to the crib and stay for. I'm done with these hoes. Don't need to be shamed by what they did to you. It's all in the struggle. Ain't a thing that they could do to keep us from being a couple. Stole your gold and mine and your diamonds, using guns and muscle. Never occurred. And how much I love you And I could never watch you suffer like that Age killing about the millions Yet through the trials you smile And continue to stand resilient For all the world to see You are the girl for me When I get back we gon' relax And drink some herbal tea comfortably Once we clean up the mess Cause living without you got my life in the stress and unrest My I need you I hate you if someone come to you right now and say let's separate you say the same thing that the house negro said on the plantation what you mean separate from America this good white man where well, you gonna get a better job than you get here? I mean this is what you say I, I ain't left nothing in Africa that's what you say why you left your mind in
4: Africa
5: <laughs> alright Uncle Jacinab had chapped Peace, life, prosperity, and wellness, family. This is your brother, Young Kuminu, also known as Unk Benu coming to you live with our show, Ku Kim Radio. Ku Kim, that's Black Light Radio in the language of Meduniter And for those of you, this is your first time tuning in. I want to say, welcome to the show, right? And happy to have you with us. And you know, for the family that's in the building, that's always in the building, welcome back home, right? good to have you with us, absolutely, absolutely, but for the family that, you know, this is your first time tuning in, you may be a little unfamiliar with what this particular show is about, right, you may have heard the subject matter, the lyrical content of the songs that we open up with from the good brother Ty here, RBG, you probably thought to yourself, man, this is some some deep stuff, to some heavy stuff, right, what in the world have I gotten myself into? You know, you probably heard the words that I opened up with, Unk Uja Sinev, right? We said it meant life, prosperity, and health. And you're probably wondering, what in the world is that? What language is that? Meduna what? Unk Uja what? <laughs> right, just to make sure that we're all on the same page and everyone's caught up to speed. You know, we said that, you know, Kukim, uh, right, meaning black light. It means black light in the language of Meduna Ter. And, you know, Medunater is the correct name of the language of the place that many of us know today as ancient Egypt in which our illustrious black African ancestors who were the indigenous and original inhabitants of that land, right? The builders of that civilization, they referred to their land as Kemet or Tamari. And Medunater was the language that they spoke. All right? So, you know, if that's news to you, if you didn't know that, if you didn't know the correct name of the language, right, you didn't know the correct name of the place we call Egypt today, you if you didn't know the language was called Medunate, you didn't know the nation was called Kemet or Tamari,
3: right, then I
5: say, I say, I say, you just got a small glimpse, a quick glimpse of what the Kukim is all about. Cause Kukim is all about. Resurrecting Restoring Reclaiming Basking in Bathing in Walking in And shining that Illustrious black light Of our illustrious Black African Ancestors And you might hear some words That sound a little funny When you put them together Like that Like Black Illustrious And African You're being put together Like that and And you know Being drilled And drilled And drilled Like that Illustrious Black African, you want to hear words like mighty and powerful and wise and enlightened in reference to African ancestors, your African ancestors, our African ancestors.
3: Right?
5: If you begin to feel a little funny, you know, don't be alarmed. It's just that willy Lynch seed, that willy Lynch chip being, you know, exercised from our minds and souls. Right? So don't be alarmed. We ain't here to do no harm. Right? But we will. Drive the truth home, right? Efficiently and most effectively as possible, family. So, definitely, 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 if you can get with that, I want to say, once again, welcome to the show. right? We got a special one today. We're going to be dealing with the science of sacrifice. Now, yeah, this is is a very important subject, you know, very important subject, intricate subject. We'll have to... Make sure we take our time with it, and you know I've been you know in a very hetheru kind of vibe over the past you know past several weeks or or so you know, and you know last week we came back for our anniversary show last week was the you know second year anniversary of ku cool Kim right and you know, we came back with the return of het heru, and we dealt with the science you know as it pertains to the the cycles of Hetheru, her return, her annual return and bringing in the um the annual flood of the of the Nile historically, right, and the rituals and festivals that were um you know that were set up in commemoration of this event. And, you know, the cosmological significance, the spiritual significance of that. You know, um, her transformation into Sekhmet and then her return as Hetheru, and bringing with her the waters of life. You know, we dealt with that. So, definitely, 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 if you didn't get a chance to check that show out, you want to go back into the archives and check that show out, right? Check out the cool Kim archives, man. We got over ninety plus shows, right? Ninety plus shows recorded in archived that are there for the family to download and stream free of charge at your leisure, right? So you definitely want to take advantage of that. But um, you know, in in keeping in line with the vibe, we're going to continue with that that same. Uh, you know, that same scheme of, you know, of um, the tradition, you know, in the same line pertaining to um, hetero and Sekhmet, but, you know, we're going to be dealing with the science of sacrifice as it relates to hetero and Sekhmet as conditions of being, right? Conditions of existence. What one's experience is, okay, um, as it relates to the flow, right? The flow of of, uh, of life, right, the journey of Ra, okay, coming in and out of existence, right, Keperu, becoming, and how, you know, how this cyclical journey, this cyclical flow, right, this rhythm, so to speak, these cycles, um, you know, correspond to all things that ultimately come into existence, not just, um, you know, You know, something that, you know, is born physically, like from the womb of the woman, but we're also talking about ideas. We're also talking about circumstances. We're talking about events and moments and how all of these things are ultimately born from the duat and are subject to this cycle, these cycles, this rhythm, this flow. Okay, so you know we we talked about talked a lot about of room, right? And how she corresponds to um, the rhythm of life, the flow of life, the rhythm of the cosmos, cosmic harmony. Okay, being in sync and in tune with the flow of life, the cycles of life, the movement of life. Okay, and you know we're gonna talk about. That in contrast, as we have done before with Sekhmet, okay, as cosmic dissonance, okay, disharmony, okay, these two different conditions of the same force. Because as we know, Hedaru, when she becomes upset, she becomes Sekhmet, right? And once she's back, brought back, right, brought back, she's calmed down, she's appeased she transforms back into Hetheru and life, and, and joy, and all the good things, right? Iket Keb Nefer, right? Iket Neb all the good things return with her, right? So we're going to deal with that, as it pertains to the science of sacrifice, and how we can um, guarantee Hetheru Heru in our lives, the importance of sacrifice, to maintaining the rhythm and flow of, of you know, events and the motion of our lives. To keep us in sync and in tune with the rhythm of the cosmos, right? The rhythm and the hum- harmonic forces of nature. Going to deal with all of that, right? Very important show once again. But before we get into all of that, man, whew, let me make sure that we keep things in the right order. Make sure that we get things you know, get right, keep things in line with the divine, with the tupi hasab, and, you know, we want to first and foremost start off by saloon rank and paying homage. All right? We want to give it up to our ancestors. So, before we get started, let's first and foremost do this. I want to say, That is, Salutation of power, father, mother, ter. Father, mother, divine, the divine maternal and paternal principles and forces of nature. I want to say a netretin interu pesedu interu. That is salutation of power to the divine forces of nature, the interu. I want to say a netz heretin jaritu imiyu hot you ba. Tupiuo, that is, Salutation of power to our ancestors, Those at the head, at the beginning, The ancient ones, the legendary ones, Those of your those from before, Shepsu, the sacred ones, holy ones, I salute the ancestors. I want to say, in Sharetin, Jerti ek, shep ek, tupi ek. That is salutation of power to your ancestors. You, those of you that are listening, I salute your ancestors. And I want to say, anetere ten. That is salutation of power to you all as manifestations, expressions, emanations, literally the walking incarnations. And embodiments of Neter yourselves. What we just went through, family, was our divine ancestral lineage. Because for us as an African people, with an African worldview, practicing an African way of life, for us, we trace our lineage all the way back to Niter. To the divine, to the creator, right? As a matter of fact, back to the source of creator, to the all, right? To the chaos, to the nothingness, new, right? The noon, right? We trace our lineage all the way back to the source of creator, okay? For us, we trace our lineage through our blood relatives back to the original man, and the original woman, and through the original man and the original woman back to the interu, the forces of nature, and through the neteru all the way back to neter, to ra, right, to the creator, to Kepri, and all the way back through Kepri to nu, to amun, to the source of creation, neat. Okay, that is to say, for us, neter is. Our first ancestor. And we salute our first ancestor. We salute all our ancestors. However, not only is that our divine ancestral lineage. But for us, as an African people, practicing an African tradition with an African worldview. For us, there is only one being in existence, period. And that one being is Niter. That one being is the divine. And all other beings are simply manifestations of, expressions of, emanations from, right? Incarnations of, variances on the reality of this one being. So it is not only our divine ancestral lineage, but it is also the divine evolutionary and creative process through which we, as that one being, brought ourselves into existence, right? Rising from new, being born from the womb of Neat, as Ra, as Kepere, right? As Creator. And further coming forth as interu, Coming forth as The forces of nature And further evolving Coming forth as The heavens and the earth Further evolving And coming forth as The original man The original woman And reproducing and Replicating ourselves Refining ourselves Through the line and through the years Ultimately till it culminates In our coming into existence Right here right now, this very present moment. That family is the ku cool Kim. That is the black light. It is that knowledge, those twin halves of the same self-knowledge, our divine ancestral lineage in the divine evolutionary and creative process of the self the evolution of the self the understanding of the self as that one divine being that is going to elevate our people out of the condition that we currently find ourselves in it is that black light that kukim that is going to shine the light Into the darkness of our mind, So that we can see our ways out of the hell that we currently find ourselves in. Alright. And if you can get with that. (laughs) Once again. Welcome to the show. Okay. Now yo. We got a special one today. As we said. And we're going to take our time with it. Right. want to make sure that the family understands. Because you know. This is. It's very important, you know, it's is very important, and it's, you know, above all things, what we all want, the one thing that unites all of us, okay, the one thing that unites all of us, regardless of what we want to call ourselves, regardless of what tradition we may practice, okay, regardless of where we may find ourselves in the world or what status or class we may find ourselves in. In, in society Okay The one thing that all of us want in life Is to succeed To be successful Okay We want to succeed And you know This is a very important subject As it relates to general and overall success in life It's applicable on multiple levels So it's a very multifaceted um, you know, subject that we're going to be dealing with it, we're going to deal with it from its most quote-unquote or apparent mundane level to its most sacred level as it pertains to ritual sacrifice and even deeper than ritual sacrifice, okay, we're going to deal with that, but before we get into it, man, we're about 30 minutes in and... You know, about every 30 minutes or so, we like to open up the lines to give the family a chance to chime in, give their thoughts, you know, um, ask questions, make comments, etc. and so on. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and open the lines for the first time today. Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, Unk Benu. You're listening to Cool Kim Radio, and we're dealing with the subject, the science of sacrifice. Okay. If you like to call in, you have something that you like to say or add, you know, comment or question, by all means feel free to do so. We love to hear from you. And if by chance you do have something that you like to add, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave that comment or question in the talk talks live chat room, and we'll get to it, A S A P family. Okay, we're gonna kick things off with the Hamatsuitware. Hat tempo, Marina Turd, are you there?
2: Hector.
5: All right, to you, Hector. Too too What's going on? Not too much. Feeling, feeling good. Want to say? So yeah,
6: uh, To the the family. And I'm, I'm ready for the presentation. Like I'm, I'm intrigued by the topic. So <laughs> looking forward right. to it. All
7: right. you,
1: That's a good word. Okay, I'll be back. Get up. No, I'll do it.
3: To you. Okay, head to
5: Sim sorry bet. Let you in the building.
3: You. All
5: right to you. Hete up. Next cat
0: Next and ek.
5: Ikraku. I'm excellent. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. You.
0: I'm just to happy you. to be in the building and uh, looking forward, as always, to the information.
5: Um, that's going to be coming forward. Mm-hmm. All right, to you. So we good to go?
0: We
5: good to go. All right, I'll be back. the pool.
3: All right.
5: Hetapu, Arizona, you're on the air. pool. All right. Suat, what's going on? <laughs> I'm good. Everything's in and. Everything's
3: the first thing. To Two.
5: Excellent, excellent, excellent. You got anything you wanna you wanna say or you know, any comments or questions, et cetera, before we get started?
6: Um, I'm I'm I think I'm just ready, um I think I'm just ready to hear it. <laughs> uh,
5: all right. Well, hey, we about to let you hear it then. Till to, too. two. I'll be back for sure. Yeah. All right, head to the pool. Okay. Alright, and shout out to the family in the talk show live, the brother is real Guest 7, salute, 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 Will that all as well We're going to go ahead and get this thing started Now, you know, there was something that I wrote, uh, you know, a post that I put up on Facebook a while You know, maybe about last week, week or two ago Pertaining to, uh, you know, revolutionary change right you know we think about revolution you know now revolution that's one of those one of those you know tricky words you know you know we tend to use it a lot okay but you know when we get into the actual meaning and like the etymology of the word and all of that it's uh it's one of those tricky words right it it deals with um you know the idea of something coming full circle actually Okay, like, you know, revolve to revolve. Like the like the earth makes revolutions, okay, around the sun. Okay? You know, that's how they say that's that's the idea um that's being conveyed in the actual in the actual term revolution. Right. So that's that's a um you know, it's a tricky word, but I think the way that it's generally used in the community is, you know, and if I could quote, um, you know the, you know the great ancestor, you know Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad. You know most of us we use the term to refer to complete constructive change, right? Complete constructive change, okay? Um, a change, right? And it's it's pretty interesting because when we think about the the meaning of revolution. And, you know, as it pertains to uh, something revolving around something in a cyclical manner or coming full circle. And if it's continuous revolutions, we're talking about a cycle, okay, you know, cycle. And, you know, to, to, you know, when we mean revolutionary change, okay, or we talk about revolution, we are actually referring to, the act of breaking a cycle, right? Escaping from a revolution. It's just one of those tricky things. I know it's it's Mercury retrograde, so this stuff might kind of mess with your head a little bit, right? Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. We ain't here to do no harm. <laughs> but the point here is, right, that, you know, we want um, revolution, but what we really want it's change, right? We say we want revolution, but what we want is complete constructive
7: change,
5: right? And this means breaking a routine. It means breaking a cycle, okay? It means liberating ourselves from a cycle, liberating ourselves from a routine, from a paradigm, from a system, okay? Okay? something that has become systematically oppressive to us, or depressive, because, you know, as we're going to talk about, this idea is not simply limited to politics or government or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, somebody might need to be liberated from a condition, an internal condition, a psychological condition, an emotional condition, you see, but the overall objective is complete constructive change Or in other words A change for the better Okay A change for the better Right to simplify We want something different Okay That's what we're after We're after something different Okay We don't always necessarily know What that something is But you know We have this idea That it ain't what we got, okay, so you know, or it ain't what we're dealing with, right, so we're going to deal with that right we want we want to talk about um, what what it takes, okay, what it takes to um have complete constructive change, what it takes in order to you know do something different, to have something different right we're going to talk about that, but you know i want to I want to read. Okay, I want to read the post that I put up? Um, you know, and it's actually the you know the synopsis of the show today. Okay, so you know if you wanted to read along, you definitely see it there. But um, just real quick, I'm gonna read this. If you want to see revolutionary change in your life, you can't be afraid to disrupt your current paradigm. You cannot fear disturbing your current routine. You cannot fear seeing your current system fall apart and must be willing to make sacrifices to your ideals, to your vision. You must be willing to destroy and be destroyed, to die and let die. Only then will you be able to build the life you want. Only then will you be reborn into the person you're destined to be. You must be willing to embrace the initial momentary discomfort and uncertainty. You must be willing to part with what you've always known and walk forward into the unknown. You must be willing to let go of the finite and reach for the infinite. Okay. That's what we, you know, that was the post that we put up, you know, last week or so. And, you know, it had a hashtag of Sukari Flow. You know, Sukari is the, you know, we just come out of the Sukari Festival um, in December. And, you know, as you know, he's the chair of death. Okay. And, you know, whenever we're talking about death, you know, death is just change. It's transformation. Right? And that's what we're talking about. What we want, in actuality, is transformation. We want to, you know, raise ourselves from our current condition that we're dissatisfied in, into a condition, a different con- condition in which we can be satisfied. Right? That's what we're talking about. Right? Just to keep it simple. So, um, that's all good, right? That's all good. But how? right we we laid out some of the things that you know you have to be willing to do, we have to be willing to do in you know what we just read, but we want to talk about it a little bit more in depth today, and you know specifically as it relates to the science of sacrifice, now, you know, I know many of us um you know when we think sacrifice, you know regardless of whether you know we're coming from. A, you know, Judeo-Christian or Islamic um, background Or we're dealing with it from an ATR background Right, an African traditional Quote-unquote religious background Right, traditional African systems um, When we think sacrifice You know, we might have certain things in mind Okay, specific things in mind We might um, automatically, our minds might go to Making Offerings in the offering plate, right? Money, okay. Our minds might go to uh, a goat or a chicken, right? Sacrificing a goat or a chicken, okay. And you know, this is all included, right? Right. All of these things can be considered sacrifices, but you know, there is there is actually a science to it all. There's a reason. Why, you know, certain sacrifices are given. There's a reason why animal sacrifice is made. Okay. Um, There's a reason why sacrifice is required in order for the change. Um, You know, and by the change, we mean whatever it is that you are looking to have happen for you. Even if it's just maintaining harmony, or you know there's a goal that you that you have in mind, something that you want to achieve, something that you want, and you know you're working with a particular system, so you know, whether you're in church or whether you're you're know, in ephah or whatever the case may be, right? the comedic tradition, you make offerings, you make sacrifices to the divine, okay whatever expression it manifests itself or it's working you know, you're engaging it in, okay, you make sacrifices, you make offerings in exchange for what it is that you want. Okay? Now we're gonna talk about the science behind that. Why why is why is it necessary that there be an exchange? Okay, we're talking about ma'at and, you know, when people um uh, You know, think about Ma'at. We all, you know, many of us, especially in the community, our minds are drawn back to what the ancestor George G.M. James laid down in his book, you know, Storing Legacy. So, um, you know, we we tend to want to define Ma'at according to those seven uh, virtues that he laid down, right? Truth, justice, righteousness, balance, order, harmony. Reciprocity Okay The key trigger here Right The main thing here That we want to um, You know Point out of course Is the last one Reciprocity Reciprocity Is a law Within the universe
3: It's a law
5: It's It's literally a physical law Like physics Okay, in physics, you know, there's, you know, there's, you know, it's called one of Newton's laws. I can't remember, you know, whether it's the, whether it's the second law or the third law, whatever the case may be. But, you know, the law is, you know, for every force, there is a counter force. right? Other people say it a different way. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction, okay? You know, and, you know, we find ourselves in... In other fields, whether it's economics, et cetera, so on, they say for every decision, right, for every investment, there is an opportunity cost, okay, which could be considered an expense, right, something that you have to give or let go of or pass up on, okay, um, but the the main point here is reciprocity, you know, is an actual law, it's a natural law, it's a law within the universe, okay, you plant a seed, right, and if everything goes right, you, you reap a harvest, okay, you plant a seed, you reap a harvest, you plant a seed, right, it becomes actualized, you know, the seed becomes realized, the potential within the seed becomes realized, but you must plant the seed. You know, the ancestors say it in a different way. Right? They talk about a tree not being able to sprout up from the earth without simultaneously shooting its roots down into the ground. Once again, for every motion forward, there's a simultaneous motion backwards. For every force, a counter force. We say it in the street, what goes up must come down. What goes around comes around. It's we're still talking about. The law of reciprocity the law of cause and effect okay that's what we're dealing with here right but this is a very very you know it's it's a science that I don't think many people really understand okay really understand especially when we start to talk about the you know the um, you know the Western traditions Right, and you know whether they're giving money or whatever the case may be, they may not really understand the science of sacrifice. Even though the the you know the sacred books or the the quote unquote holy books that they uh you know that they deal with, right, may be filled with sacrifice. Right, as a matter of fact, if we're talking in the case of you know you know the case of Christianity, the entire tradition is based upon the act of a you know an alleged sacrifice, okay so you know it's important that if you're going to be dealing with these things, you have to understand them, and you know people that participate in a t r s are not exempt from that, right you know we're not exempt from Misunderstanding the science of sacrifice and why sacrifice is necessary, okay? Um, you know, we might just think that, okay, we have to make these sacrifices because the netaru requires them or the Orisha require them, right? But, uh, you know, why? Why? How, you know, how, how deep have we, have we delved into the question of why are these things? Required. Why do they require them? Okay. Why do they require them? And you know, the the clues are there. You know, and I'm not saying that nobody understands these things. You know, of course, some, you know, hopefully somebody understands these things, right? The some of you, I'm sure the high priest and the high priestesses understand these things. But the clues are there, right? And if we, if we follow the clues, you know, we'll be able to gain a deeper understanding of it all. Okay. But, you know, the comedic tradition I think it lays it out, you know, the science that, you know, and it's definitely um you know there's a kinship of course between the way that it's explained, you know, symbolically in the comedic tradition, okay, as well as, as well as, you know, blatantly, like it's it's you know, explained blatantly. You know, in certain temples, you can find certain statements being made, right? On the temple walls, okay? Such as the temple of Herubehudet, for instance, which talks about, um, you know, offerings and the highest offerings that you can give. What the Niter loves, okay? Well, we're going to talk about all of these things and how they relate to the reason for sacrifice, why sacrifice is required, okay? And the different types of sacrifice, Okay, I'm going to talk about all of those things, so first and foremost, we we begin by mentioning that you know it's, for the most part, sacrifices are made because there is something that we want, right? Either we want harmony to be maintained in our lives, we want to be successful. There's a specific thing that we want and you know through divination or you know some understanding in our tradition we you know we realize that in order to receive, okay, these particular or this particular thing, right? This deity says this must be offered, right, as as a sacrifice. Okay, or this must be done, something must be done in order for us to get this, okay, um, right, so we're talking once again about an exchange, right, but why is there an exchange, and why is there a sacrifice, okay, first and foremost, let's deal with deal with it from, you know, a level in which, you know, and I think most people that practice ATRs, they, you know, we've heard it this way, But um, whenever, right? This is the way it goes. Whenever anything is born, right? There is always blood that is spilled, okay? Whenever something is born from the womb, right? Whenever a child is born from the womb of its mother, there is always blood that is spilled, okay? So the idea of birth, And blood, okay, go hand in hand. So when we're talking about sacrifice, okay, ritual sacrifice, we have to understand that we're still dealing with the same science of looking, you know, we're looking to give birth to something in our lives. We're looking for something to be born in our lives, right? Whether it's a condition, whether it's an actual thing, right? There's something that is not present in our lives at this moment that we want to be born into our lives, okay? So, this, of course, requires sacrifice, right? Anything, right? Everything that exists, of course, it, you know, it exists as life, okay? As life. And anything that is to come into being is to come into being as life. And when we talk about the exchange, we talk about reciprocity. We're talking about the the exchange of forces, the exchange of energy. We're talking about the exchange of life. Life for a life. Okay? A life for a life. Right? That's what we're talking about. A life for a life That's understanding The science of sacrifice And you you want to give life to something You want to give birth to something in your life It's going to cost a life It's going to cost the life Of something Okay So you know for some Right some traditions It may be an animal Right it may be A rooster Okay it may be A goat Right? A chicken. It may be a bull.
3: Alright.
5: And right, you know, these things are considered blood sacrifices. Okay, it's blood sacrifices. And you know, even even when we talk about birth and blood, blood represents life. Right? When we talk about the science, blood represents life. Blood represents blood is the physical, the dense physical um representation. Of the life force right that's what that's about okay so when we perform blood sacrifices we are we are um giving life force or giving life for the life right for life okay that's what's going on okay but this it's it's a very interesting you know subject okay because there's also it is also taught right That every sacrifice, every blood sacrifice that is made, right? Every animal sacrifice that is made, the animal is actually taking your place in the sacrifice. That's where the plot thickens. Okay, that's where the plot thickens. In the Kemetic tradition, this understanding is symbolized. By the eye of Heru. Okay? The eye of Heru. Ultimately all offerings in the Kemetic tradition are symbolic of or maybe symbolized as the eye of Heru. So when you read certain um you know you know offering, you know, liturgies, so to speak, you know, offering liturgies. Um we're talking about the, the offering ritual, the daily offering ritual, the temple of, you know, Amun, okay, in, in Karnak, okay, uh, or we're talking about the, you know, the offering, the offering ritual at the temple of Seti the First in Ibdu or Abydos, okay, when you read the, the, you know, the order of things and the things that were said, you find that many of the offerings that were made were identified with the eye of Heru, okay? During the ritual of the opening of the mouth, which is, you know, a ritual that is performed to give birth to the new ancestral spirit, right? It is the eye of Heru that is offer that ultimately gives life to this ancestral spirit it's a very deep science here okay and you know it's not you know that particular ritual is not limited to uh the funerary ritual you know giving birth to an ancestral spirit but it's also used to um dedicate and activate um shrines and you know statues that would house the ka of an ancestor or an terror etc., so on. So, you know, this is also the ritual of dedicating and and activating, you know, shrines, right? But um, it's an offering. Offerings that are, are made, you know, in these rituals: food offerings, right? Animal offerings, right? Bulls, chickens, okay, goats, right? Rams. You know, these things are offered, and, you know, they're, you know, identified, in many cases, with the eye of Heru, right? And, you know, in most instances, or in some instances, this eye of Heru is called warjet, warjet, okay? Warjet, meaning whole, or, you know, warj, you know, the root there being war, which literally means green. Right, and by extension, green things Being associated with life Vegetation Okay Life Freshness Okay So, warjet As the eye of Heru It's literally is literally the life of Heru Given to refresh To green Okay To grant life to Whatever force You're offering it to But in other words, what we're saying here is that the eye of Heru represents the life of Heru. So in actuality, in the offerings, Heru is the sacrifice. But offerings are made in the place of Heru, in the form of food, in the form of beer, in the form of libations, in the form of candles, in the form of, um, you know, of animals. Okay. Peru is the actual sacrifice himself. Okay. So we find here, right? Because, you know, what we mentioned earlier, right? The animal taking your place in the in the sacrifice. Right? This is something, once again, a place where there's kinship between, you know, the ancient comedic tradition and You know, other West African traditions Such as Ifa, you know, the Yoruba tradition, etc. and so on But, um, we're ultimately dealing with the idea of something being born Okay, the reason for sacrifice Something is being born And the cost of life is life Right, and also when making sacrifice Whatever you're sacrificing Right, if it's not you It's in the place of you Okay, but why, why, why is it that sacrifice, um, the sacrifice that is offering, you know, is standing in your place? Why, why is it that you are required ultimately to be the sacrifice? I'm going to talk about that in a second, (laughs) but those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, You're listening to Cool Kim Radio. We're about an hour in, right, approaching an hour in, and we're going to open up the lines, you know, to give the family a chance to chime in, see if they have anything that they like to say or add before we get deeper into this subject. You know, we're dealing with the science of sacrifice, okay, the science of sacrifice, and, you know, we're going to make sure that we do it justice because we all want to win. But right, if we don't want to win, what are we in it for? <laughs> okay, if you like to call in, you have something that you like to say or add, by all means, feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. And if by chance you have something that you like to say or add, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave your comment or question in the talk through Live chat room, and we'll get to it ASAP. All right, going to go down to the QM. Pooh, Marina Turd, are you there?
6: That's
5: a pool. All right. To you. There you go.
6: You. I couldn't help but notice when you were um, relaying all of that, the uh, relationship between... uh, Like, I kept thinking of abstract things, like the, the shape of a circle and how, okay, you have an eye... Being you know, circular in shape And then um, You talked about the wound um, Indirectly With the opening of the mouth ritual And, and uh, directly But like just It It, it almost like triggers This uh, Psychological understanding Of bringing things into completion And wholeness So I thought that was
5: interesting Mm-hmm
3: too 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 yeah
5: definitely definitely the eye of heru okay um in offerings always pertains to offering life to make make another life whole right or to bring another life into being or give life to something right that's the reason why that offering is made um you know and I say in, you know, we, we deal with it in Hininsu, understanding the Oserian, you know, what's called the Oserian ritual motif. in you know, in offerings, right, in the offering rituals, right, the temple rituals, and how um, at least as relates to uh, the comedic tradition, there is a reflection or a reflective relationship between, um, you know, the temple ritual and the funerary ritual. Okay, the temple, the temple ritual, daily ritual of approaching the shrine, giving offerings and servicing the shrine, awakening the niter, and the opening of the mouth which deals with awakening the spirit of the ancestor. Right, there is, a, there is a, an, an analogous relationship between them,
1: right? Changing
5: the cloth on the shrine or, you know, changing the, the cloth that is wrapping the statue. Of the of the neter or the ancestor in association with the ritual of mummification. You know, this is a you know this is a um you know it's a very you know nicely you know intricate interwoven um tradition where you know if you it's, you know, it's what we say is cosmological, right? When we understand cosmology, like really understanding cosmology and understanding the Netaru, rule, we can gain an understanding and deeper insight into any subject that falls within the realm of the cosmos. Oh, wow, that's all subjects. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So... Um in understanding that, you know, in in understanding the significance, the ritual significance, the symbolic significance of the funerary tradition, um, you know, in the comedic tradition at least, we can understand the temple tradition, the rituals, the offerings, etc and so on. But yeah, definitely um the eye of Heru is associated with wholeness giving life to something. Wow yeah, for that all right to you excellent excellent good to go good to go all right why heads up okay hatter pool simsari bet you're on the air
0: that's pool
3: to you to you have um
0: i was just uh, wondering or thinking about how the ancestors knew or how it came about what type of sacrifice was needed for
5: any particular, you know, situation. Two. Okay. Real I say real good question, you know. Um I can say for for instance, you know, I can't necessarily comment on the very first, right? The very first event in which okay, this is where the, how the information came, but for the most part in in most a t r s um the offering that is is made is discerned or determined by divination you know um you know there's there's a a method that is employed in which you know communion or communication with the with the neter or you know the deity is established, and you know you begin a process of asking them. Um, What offerings they require Also you know it's a You know it's a system It's a cyclical thing It's a systematic thing So you know in most traditions Kemetic tradition, Yoruba tradition There's you know the Niteru have What's called feast days Or festival days So it might be the 5th of every month For a particular Niter Or the 7th or whatever the case may be But whenever that day comes around You know that okay you go to um, the shrine And you ask the The chair If it needs anything Right You ask the deity If it needs anything And you know It has a list of offerings That correspond to it Now I think the question is You know How was the original list Constructed That I can't comment on But I can let I can comment on How um, Items are selected From the list You You know what I mean but um yeah definitely definitely there was some communication that took place between the between the force you know and the ancestors um it, even when we're talking about the initial how the information came it was definitely communication of some sort that took place so maybe they encountered the you know the deity in in a you know in meditation or in a dream or you know in a vision or whatever the case may be they might have heard something mm-hmm. but. It was definitely communication of some sort. You. All right.
0: To you. Is it um, probably the um, energy that comes from whatever the um, sacrifice might have been? Probably had uh, played a part in it. the energy that would come from, say, a a, a lamb or a bull or.
5: Chicken,
3: Chicken, you know. Too, too, too. Yeah,
5: abs- absolutely. Um, you know, certain. I a certain neteru. Um, you know, or certain. Pardon me. Certain, or pretty much everything that exists has a ka, and these ka's reflect back upon the the qualities of the rule Okay, so. You know, in in some instances, you know, offerings that are given to the neteru reflect their their qualities, and it's to feed, um, you know, feed the you know that type of Shechem, that quality of Shechem to that neter, right? So, you know, an example of that would be, for instance, if we're dealing with um, Heru Behudet, right? Heru Behudet in the you know in the comedic tradition, you know, some of his offerings reflect his nature. He's very fiery. Right A martial energy A martial nature So You know He's offered things like Peppers Like hot peppers Right Mm. Uh, Um You know Some of the The Highest Alcohol Proof that you can You know Highest proof alcohol That you can offer Like You know 101 proof Or 151 proof Uh Rum Right Mm. Things of that nature Um (laughs) You know It's offered to him Because it's You know It reflects back upon him and it actually feeds that energy at that shrine right um, it empowers and adds on to it and it increases it but um, you know there are other offerings that were that are given that are you know reflecting they reflect back upon the cosmology right so you know one such offering that is given like that is um, you know and you know, I, I guess I can say this on there grape juice for instance you know grape juice is an offering that's made to Herubehudet, um, you know, in in some instances, grape juice mixed with, mixed with grapes, okay, but, um, but grape juice um, is offered, you know, for a particular reason that, you know, ties back into one of the stories, you know, of Herubehudet in battle, etc., so on, you know, so, you know, sometimes the offerings are, you know, cosmolog- have cosmological significance. Sometimes they reflect back upon the the ka or the you know the the quality and persona of that neter. And then sometimes the offerings are given for specific reasons, like you know, for instance, water, milk, um, beer or red wine. You know, might be offered for different reasons, from pur- you know, ranging from purification to strengthening or nourishing. To um, you know to um balancing or correcting and appeasing or
3: you know or pleasing
5: uh, uh-huh. okay, but yeah definitely you know definitely you know each offering that is given is given for a reason, you know that's one thing i our ancestors didn't do anything without a reason to it <laughs> <laughs> to you. and to you.
0: one other, uh, one more question if I could please uh-huh. um, now the in, in Christianity when uh, they have the sacrifice of crackers and Mm-hmm
2: uh-huh.
0: what are they symbol- I know they say the, the blood and the body of Christ uh-huh. it's, it's like what kind of energy are they going after with that ritual
5: Okay, yeah, good. I that's a good question. Well, you know, as you said, it it represents the the blood and the and the body, you know, of of Jesus, right? But um you know, the reason why they eat it, that's the question, right? You know, why do you we know, why eat it? You know, you know, okay, I get that it represents the, the blood and body etc. and so on, but why eat it? Well, you know, that's a once again a reflection back upon the ancient tradition, specifically ATRs In which, um, you know, certain portions of the sacrifice were eaten in order for the person that's eating them, the priests or priestesses or the participants in the sacrifice, um, to, you know, begin to absorb some of the power of, you know, that force or some of the power from that sacrifice into themselves, to assimilate it into themselves, right? So, you know... You know, for instance, you might, you know, some, they might eat some of a bull that was offered to absorb the power of the bull, or, you know, they might eat a particular part of the bull to, you know, right, you know, if there's something in their tradition that says, okay, like the heart of a bull, right, an association of the heart of a bull with strength or courage or something like that, so they might eat a little bit of the heart. Um, Generally speaking, the way that it's done in, in, you know, for instance, like, um in some traditions it's burnt to a crisp, right uh, you know certain parts are burnt to a, burnt to a crisp, and then that's how you absorb the shechem or you know the Yashay or whatever the case may be but um there's other there's other parts you know where you you might actually taste a little bit of the blood um you know eat some of the meat or whatever the case may be but um yes, yeah, generally to absorb the power. Uh, from the sacrifice into into yourself, assimilate into yourself, right? Assimilate those qualities. So in the case of Christianity, it's the same thing. It's to absorb the qualities of, you know, their divinity into themselves, right? Now, whether it works or not, that's a different story, right? <laughs> as far as they're concerned, you know, whether it works or not, you know, it's, it's an altogether a different story. But, um... That's the science behind it, right? You you also find that in Kemet, um, you know, for instance, the priest, um, and priestesses in the temple, they lived off of the offerings after they were made to the deities, okay? After, after offerings were made to the you know, um, once a plate was presented at the shrine or offering tray was presented at the shrine or whatever the case may be, um, know once the once the moment came for them to replace that offering with another offering or you know to cycle it out or whatever um, you know they could then partake in the offering that was just removed from the shrine right um, or in the instance of a of a community sacrifice or a festival or something like that and you know a bull is offered or whatever case may be you know after certain choice parts it might be the the foreleg of the bull or Um, You know A particular joint You know On the bull That was offered to um, The Niter Or burnt as a sacrifice You know burnt offering Um, After that You know Other parts of the bull If they weren't burnt As a burnt offering It was You know It might have been Cooked and then Disseminated amongst the community So that everybody In the community Could um, partake in the sacrifice And and absorb some of the qualities Of the bull for themselves Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. but yeah, wow. that's where they get that from. Excellent
0: question. Definitely. Wow.
5: <laughs> thank you, thank you. To you, Duaa, head up, I'll be back. You, up, All right, right. up, Poo Watch you on the air. Heads up, Poo. All right, to you. <laughs>
6: I was just laughing. I, I I feel you. I don't I don't have anything to add. Uh, everything that you have been saying is beautiful.
5: Uh, All just right. Going to continue to listen. All right, that's a good word, Dwight. I'll be back with you. Right. Two, no, it's
3: up. up. Okay.
1: You North know,
5: Mississippi, in you're on the no, air. I nothing
1: mean, I put nothing
5: Oh, I'm trying to get the first as you mentioned. North North
1: Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Okay,
5: maybe they're just listening So, gonna come back mm-hmm. Hey, Temp, got another caller from New York New York, you on the air New York, New York Okay, just listening, I suppose Hey, Temp. Is that the brother Elias fresh in the building?
7: Oh, the one and only. What's going down, family? That's a boo. Hey, That's a boo.
5: Hey, man. Head up, What's good, brother? How you doing?
7: Ah, uh, You know, I'm doing wonderful. And I always appreciate when you ask that. Because it really sounds like you care. And I'm pretty sure that <laughs> you do might nice be a part of the fam, you know?
5: To you, absolutely, man. Hey, if I didn't care, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't ask. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Two, two, two. That's a good word, though. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're doing well. My brother, it's always good to hear your voice for sure. You know what I mean? It's good to have you Yes, um, yes. I yes.
7: appreciate it. appreciate that. Well, and again, hey, just one also compliment and echo the last thing that the queen said. It's a really great topic. It's very stimulating, and you're putting out a lot of information that's amazing, as always. So I'm just going to sit back and absorb. So I appreciate it. I appreciate
5: it. All right. Give thanks, brother. Appreciate you. I'll be back with you.
7: All right. All right. To you. Peace. To you. Het
5: pooh. Alright. Hete South Carolina, you on the air?
7: Hotel, hotel.
5: Alright. My brother E. what's going on?
7: Nothing much, brother. Um doing a little Super Bowl working I guess. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody doing a uh, as you talking about rituals, everybody doing the Super Bowl thing, so you know, uh <clears throat> there's a lot of excitement and whatnot going on around that that our African brothers and sisters definitely uh do spend on that. So uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you will expound more on situations uh that we need to be putting our energy uh towards and things that we need to be doing, uh, with our African collective African um energy.
2: <clears throat>
7: uh, wow, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for the work that you're doing. I'm excited, uh Trying to get everything right, so uh, we'll be able to join in on the Kukim cool tour. I'm excited about the uh, the products that the family has uh, going on. So I'm pretty sure everybody else is as well. So, wow! Salute.
5: All right, hey, hey, that was a good word. And and did I hear good news? You, did you say? Did I just hear you say you will be joining in on the cool Kim Kimmy tour? Did I, did, is that what I heard?
7: I'm I'm working. That's what I'm working towards. So you know we're going we're working to make that happen. I'm um I even had my children in mind. So you know hey, you know sky's the limit, man. I'm not limiting myself. So I'm um uh, I'm, I'm gonna wheel these things that uh you know we're gonna work on trying to make that happen. So.
5: Word. You
7: know, let's 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 do it. So that's uh that's what that's a good word, brother. Wow.
3: All right, to you.
5: No doubt, brother. Appreciate you. I'll be back.
3: To you. Wow. To you. Heads up.
5: All right, all right, all right. Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother Unk new, listening to Cool Kim Radio. We're doing with the science of sacrifice. Yeah, you know we. I think this is a man. Some powerful questions from the family. Definitely, you know you know family that's that's on the line asked some very powerful questions. We were able to to dig even deeper um into the subject with those questions. So really appreciate you for sure, for sure. Um yeah we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and keep this thing going. I think we left off dealing with um you know the fact that in the comedic tradition and in the you know in other West African traditions, you know, these offerings are made Right, of course, as we mentioned, a life for life. So we're talking about the exchange of life, right? Life for life and, you know, whenever an animal is offered or anything is offered, it's always offered in place of you. But now we're going to talk about why. Why is it offered in the place of you? Okay, so, well, let's look at this thing, right? You know, and, you know, it's a very important Subject once again. Um, now on this particular part, more than likely I will be, I'll definitely be able to speak more authoritatively from the Kemetic tradition, right? As far as to why you know these offerings are made more so than you know other traditions, of course, because you know the Kemetic tradition is the one that I practice and the one that I'm most well versed in. So, um, but from a from a second hand. Um, you know, you know, secondhand, you know, perspective I could say. Uh perspective I should say, you know, I've heard reasons from certain priests or priestesses in, you know, in let's say the Yoruba tradition or, you know, some of the um you know, diasporic, you know, um expressions of that tradition. You know, heard certain reasons as to why um you know sacrifices given and you know you know what it would take eventually for a sacrifice to no longer be required very interesting right so we're going to get into that um beginning with this right i want to quote a passage from the um you know actually this is a an inscription from the temple of Herubehudet, right, found on the walls of the temple of Herubehudet in in you know in Edfu What's called Edfu today, and you know as as the good brother Equanis mentioned earlier, yo, he's trying to make that tour. We will be going to the temple of Herubehudet in September with a whole lot of other places. We'll talk more about that, you know, a little bit later on. But um, I'm going to read this inscription, right? And it reads, Beware of entering in impurity. Okay, beware of entering in impurity. And, you know, we're talking about entering into the temple here. Right? Beware of entering in impurity. For the Neter love purity more than millions of offerings, more than hundreds of thousands of electrum. Right? An electrum is a metal. That uh, my ancestors, you know, uh, made that was a blend of silver and gold. Okay. So the Nitella loves purity more than millions of offerings, more than hundreds of thousands of electrum. Right. He or she is satisfied with Maat. He is satisfied or she is satisfied therewith. And... His or her heart is satisfied with great purity. Okay. So, from this inscription, right, we come to understand a very, very important principle in the Kemetic tradition. Okay. And that is that one of the highest offerings that you can give to Neter is purity yourself in a state of purity okay and this is why the the um the initiates right the elementary level priests and priestesses right they were called wobu okay wobu right wobu meaning um The purified ones, or more accurately, those that are going through their purification, right? Those that are going through their purification, okay? Um, This particular level of priest, it parallels to what's called an awo, right? You got wobu, right? Wobu in the Kemetic tradition, and you got awo. In the Yoruba tradition, right? We're talking about elementary level uh, priests going through a probationary period, etc. So on. Um, there's only certain certain um, amount of information, certain level of access that they have been granted at this particular point in time. And, you know, um, what, you know, there, let's say, at least in the Kemetic tradition, there ability to gain more access into the temple right into the tradition to climb up the ranks in the priesthood depended upon the level of ritual pur- ritual purity that they attained right so you know in the in the comedic tradition this is reflected in the actual temple and the temple ritual right depending upon the level of you know priest you were or priestess you were that would determine the uh you know the depth of access or the range of access that you had as it you know as it pertains to entering into the temple okay certain portions or parts of the temple right were relegated for certain levels of the priesthood, right? Non priests were not allowed into the, the the inner parts of the of the temple. Okay. Then you have certain halls and outer sanctuaries that were um, relegated or reserved for, you know, war boom. But only hamneter, right? Hamatniter, okay? Hamneter tupi, okay? The Servants of the Niter, which is a term for the high priest or high priestess, right? The wife of the Niter, which is a term for the high priestess, okay? The, you know, the um, chief or head high priest or high priestess, okay? These were the ones that were allowed access into the shrine of the Niter, the inner sanctuary of the Niter to actually uh, behold the Niter, to approach the Niter. Okay. This is also reflected in the Pertim Heru, right? The Pertim hirah right? In chapter one twenty five, in which the um the heart of an individual is being weighed as they answer certain questions, okay, or make certain statements. Um when they are being brought before the tribunal, okay. They're being brought before them, or as they're being brought before the tribunal, you know, it's Anpu that brings them there, and he explains to them, right? You know, he said he knows your roads and your paths, and I smell him, or I smell his smell as one of you. In other words, he or she smells like a niter, right? They smell like a deity, Okay? And after that, they begin the weighing of the heart and the words. After which, if the heart has been found equal to ma'at, okay, or they've been found marakuru, okay, true of word indeed, true of voice, right? Then they further declare, I am pure, I am pure, I am pure, okay, I am pure. My purity, okay, is the purity of the Benu that is in hininsu, okay? And that particular uh, statement there represents the idea of rebirth as, as the Benu, which is the prototype of, you know, what's called the phoenix, consumes itself in flames and then is reborn from its ashes, right? The idea of rebirth and regeneration, burning away uh, that which is fallible, burning away the old, burning away the impure, right, so that the new can come forth, so that you can come forth in a state of renewal. So the initiate here declares itself to be pure. And because it is pure, he or she is pure, they are granted access into the shrine of the Niter to approach the shrine of the Nether, because from the kemetic perspective, only the pure... Can approach the pure the natural rule being associated with purity only the pure can approach the pure only the divine can approach the divine in order to be given or granted access amongst the deities you yourself must be a deity okay You, yourself, must be divine in order to commune with the divine. That's the comedic tradition, okay? And, you know, if for whatever reason, you know, one is not in a state of purity or has not realized themselves as divine and actualized that potential, Then, you know, those sacrifices that take your place, okay, are required. And each time that we make a sacrifice and, you know, we're offering something other than ourselves. We're offering something other than the eye of Heru. And we got to deal with that symbol. Okay? Why the eye of Heru? Right? Right? We gotta talk about that. Why the I have Heru. But every time that something other than self is offered to the Niter as an offering, as a sacrifice, it is like writing an IOU. Okay? And it's writing an IOU. And with every IOU that is written, we go deeper and deeper into the red. OK, we go deeper and deeper into the red. Right. You know, you talk to some of the, you know, the, the Morris brothers and other folk that deal with um, the government and the law and the currency and all that stuff. They talk about the fiat currency and they talk about, you know, how the money is a. Uh, is a federal reserve note and it's not backed by silver or gold like it used to be. So essentially it's an IOU and the more money that is printed and spent, the deeper the country goes into debt because it's not real money. You're not actually giving anything. You're writing IOUs. You're exchanging IOUs, Right. Every time that an offering is made, a sacrifice is made, that is not us. Okay? We're writing an IOU. Right? And just like with any um, uh, you know, any banker, okay? Any debt collector, right? Eventually they're going to close your account. Right? They're going to close your account they're going to come to collect right? they're going to put a lien on your account on your on your possessions okay until your debt has been cleared right that's you know that's that's a it's a very simple principle to understand right it's a very simple, very simple principle to understand but the reason why one has to make these offerings is because they have not yet attained to ritual purity. Okay, we're going to talk about that a little bit more, definitely, definitely, right? But um, before we go any further into that, I want to talk real quick about why the eye of Heru. Okay, when the you know the QM she asked the question earlier or made a statement earlier, and, you know, I brought up the, uh, ritual, you know, the Osirian ritual motif, and how, you know, in the, in the comedic temples, regardless of whether, uh, the temple is for Amun, or Pita, or, you know, Hetheru or whatever the case may be, in the temple, during the temple ritual, there is, the symbolism of the temple ritual reflects back upon the Osirian tradition. So the priest or priestess, is identified with Heru. The Neter, right, to whom the temple or the shrine belongs, is identified with Osir. And there's a reason for that, right? But, you know, we can't get into it too deep on, you know, on the air, right? But, there's an Osir ritual motif. And the offerings are associated with the eye of Heru in that they may awaken or open the mouth of who is associated with Osir in the ritual. Okay, so, um, you know, from the Osirian tradition, we come to understand that ultimately it is through Heru offering himself as a sacrifice to his father, okay, Osir, right, is Heru offering himself as a sacrifice to Osir, that ultimately resurrects or awakens Osir. Okay? And Heru Hinnu. Right? Heru Hinnu. Heru, the boat or the ship that carries the awakened Ba, the awakened soul, quote unquote, of Osir. Okay? This deals with Heru serving as the vehicle or vessel that carries his father. Okay? That carries his ancestors. That carries the Neteir within. Right. So what this symbolizes is one offering oneself, right, the eye of Heru, offering one's life to the divine so that we may serve as a pure vessel and vehicle, a pure channel of the divine to come into the world and experience itself as divine, as Neter,
3: as creator.
5: Okay? But the qualification for this is purity, okay? Impurity creates block channels, just like in the body. By right? impurity, okay, um, the parts of what we eat, right? If we're not eating good, the things that are non-essential, superfluous, so to speak, okay? These things increase blockages, mm-hmm. mucus. Okay, it takes longer for these things to pass through us, and depending on what it is, you know, you know the quality of it. Okay, will determine the amount of shekem or life force that can be uh, taken from it anyway. Okay, so ultimately, right, these things if they create blockages, right and it increases the level of impurity, the life force cannot cycle freely and harmoniously, and that leads to disease, as a result of stagnation in the life force. Okay? In the Kemetic tradition, this is symbolized by Ra and his journey, in his boat, in rising and setting, okay? Cycl- cyclically, right? Is It is imperative that Ra's journey continues uninhibited. If for what? reason his journey is halted or stagnated, the forces of Oapep or Isfet, right, the forces of chaos will overcome him and things will be thrown back into, uh, the cosmos can potentially be thrown back into a state of chaos, right, Um, this once again can represent disease, overtaking the body as a result of stagnation in the body, stagnant energy because movement motion equals life. Okay? Motion equals life. No motion, okay? is death. Okay? That's what we're talking about here, right? Um we want to deal with it as relates Back to what we talked about last week You know Before we get into uh, the, the specifics In regards to the sacrifices That we're going to have to make as a people the Sacrifices that we're going to have to make In order to be successful The different levels of sacrifice That needs to be made In or in our quest to attain to our divinity Right To realize our divinity to, to actualize our divine potential And attain to ritual purity Okay we want to talk about all these things and more but before we get into that, I want to give the family real quick a chance to, to chime in and add on. So those of you that are tuning in, this is your brother, Uncle Penu. You're listening to Kool Kim Radio. We're dealing with the signs of sacrifice. we still got a good ways to go, but we're, we're dealing with it. You know, we said we're going to take our time with this important subject. So um, you have something that you like to say or add, definitely, by all means, feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. Feel free to call in. And if you have something that you'd like to say or add, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave that comment or question in the talk show our chat room. We'll get to it ASAP. Okay? Head up. Marina Turd, are you there?
6: I was just thinking how.
5: Okay. Okay. Two, two. Head to pool?
6: Head to pool. All right. Yeah, I was um I was just thinking how you know, a lot of the confusion comes because we're uh, kinda kinda taught to relegate uh sacrificing and science of sacrifice to sacrifice to the religious context. But like from everything that you laid out it's like it's it's an integral integral part of
5: life period. Right. Right. You know, that how do you say that is something that um you know, you know, we want to make sure that is clear before we finish today that yo, there's always a sacrifice whether or not we are conscious of it or not. We there's there's always a sacrifice. There's always, you know, the the imperative to give in order to get. Okay? To to die in order to be reborn, to let go of in order to You know, receive, right? So we want to, we want to talk about that, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, on point. You, you, um,
6: I had one more question. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, how many, how many words for, for sacrifice are there in the uh, comedic language?
5: Quite a few, right? It's quite a few, um, you know, term, I say one of the terms for sacrifice, you know, or many of the terms for sacrifice are synonymous with slaughter,
3: okay? Mm-hmm.
5: There's terms for offerings and there's terms for sacrifice. If we're talking specifically, um, you know, the act of animal sacrifice, etc. so on, you know, there's a few terms for that. You know, one such term is, is min minhit, okay, minhit, right, which is also the name of a a Niterit, right, that we're going to talk about today, um, you know, who's the mother of Heka, the Niterit, you know, the, the Niterit of Juju, so to speak, okay, want to talk about, you know, that significance, uh, you know, the significance of that family, min Minhit, and Heka, and, um, you know, as it pertains to our subject, and whatnot, but yeah, that's, that's one such term for um, slaughter, and of course, you know, we have Hetep, right, Hetep, which is You know, term that means offering. Hmm. Huh? You um.
6: That okay. That's that's interesting. Can you talk a little bit more um about the difference between slaughter and offering?
5: Two. Well, you know, well, you know the in the in the instance of offering right an animal sacrifice would still be considered hetep but if you want to speak specifically to the offering or slaughter of an animal or slaughter of a quote-unquote victim because when you when you actually look up the the origins of the term victim it speaks specifically to you know to sacrifice right sacrificial offering okay but um you know it's, it's just a it's just a way of differentiating further um specific types of offering but a minhit or an animal sacrifice or animal slaughter is also considered a hetep or it's you know when we talk about hetep hetep means to offer but it also means to to bring to a state of rest or peace right to appease okay so um you know you make an animal sacrifice in order to bring the niter or the ancestor to a state of hetep right but ultimately animal sacrifice is still considered a hetep or an
3: offering that clear to you, to you. definitely
5: okay to you to you too good uh, to go or you, you have any more
6: good to go I got a little one to take care of right now okay good work <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey, and, and I appreciate you taking care of him. You better believe it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> to you. Well. Do heads up. All right. Heta Poo, Simsalibet, you on the air.
0: Hete Poo. To you. Uh, I was just thinking about um, the, the wars, wars and the blood and that... Blood that Build and dead and wars and
2: murders
0: and what kind of energy that's
5: carrying? Um, in terms of, you know, is that considered some kind of a sacrifice? Okay, yeah, that's that's a real good question. Um Well, you know, I, I have I have little theories, you know, and somewhat more than a theory at, at least. Well, you know, I'll leave it in the realm of theory as far as, as far you know, for now. But I have a theory as to the reason why certain things happen, you know, mass killings and, you know, wars and things of that nature. You know, and, you know, what it represents or, you know, the reason for it on a, on a deeper level as it relates to those that may be more higher up in the chain of command of society. And are privy to, you know, certain, you know, information and, you know, engage in certain rituals and things of that nature But, um, a good way to simplify it, right? A good way to simplify it is, you know, when we, and that's actually where we're going to be going next When we talk about, um, you know, the idea of, you know, um, movement versus stagnation, Okay um, and the reason for a sacrifice, right, the dispersal of the life force, the dispersal of the blood, and you know, this bloodshed as a means to you know, creating a void or a vacuum through which um, you know whatever it is that you are looking to achieve can be born or manifested into the world. Right? Um, in the case of a war or you know you know, some form of violence, there's something that is obstructing you. Something or someone that is in that you perceive to be in your way, right? An obstacle. And you know, it's in between you getting from point A to point B and you know, if if you feel as though the the fascist way for you to get through that obstruction is to shed that obstruction's blood, to cut it down, right? That is a you know, that can be considered a sacrifice. You know what I mean? Um, you 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 move that out of the way, you disperse that block by spilling that blood in order to get to your goal. Right? Um that's a that's a good way to to look at that. But yeah, you know, it's 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 um you know, if we're talking about the nature of sacrifices and things of that nature, yeah, you know, sacrifices are sometimes given. Uh, certain animals are given once again uh because of their nature. Um, you know, and the nature of the sacrifice definitely has a vibration that will only be good for certain things, right? That that resonate with the vibration that was being um you know, that was being um put forth in that particular sacrifice or that particular action right um you know so that's how do you say that's that's something that you know we can you know we can definitely um, you know speculate on as far as like wars and things of that nature, but yeah I think you know I think that there are wars that are fought to appease certain forces because you know the powers that be are very deep in the red and the only way that they can you know for instance right just for instance there's you know this country for instance has spilt much blood spilled a lot of
3: blood okay
5: and you know you know most people most societies um they understood that you know these spirits right the spirits that reside in the land must be appeased in order for harmony to be maintained in the land. And you know, if you spilt the blood of people, you know, you know, you're gonna to have to ultimately make offerings to these, you know, to these forces to appease them to stop them from coming to collect. Okay, so bloodshed. For more bloodshed, but the thing is they keep going deeper and deeper in the red. I'm telling you it's like writing an i o u that ultimately the you know the bank is gonna break gonna break on you yeah. you know, so you know it's that like i said that's that's something that you know that I think and you know we hear certain things um you know when you read certain texts and you read about certain secret societies and things and they they talk about some of those things and some of the rituals that they do Um, you know sacrifices that they make and sacrifices that they require of certain people to gain status in certain levels of of, uh, society or you know what not you know so, so this is something that you know people some people understand and they utilize it but you know they can only see what's right in front of them and what it is that they you know they can only see what they want, and they can't see, you know, the fact that this is an IOU. Uh-huh. Okay, and ultimately, ultimately, you're the sacrifice that needs to be made. Right, and whenever that force has, has, you know, had enough of collecting IOUs from you, it's going to collect you. Yeah.
3: Okay. T.O., you,
5: T.O., you. A- any <laughs> other questions or comments? Uh
0: just looking forward to hearing um uh what's coming up about
5: collectively uh
0: how we're gonna move ourselves um, forward.
5: To you. All right. That's a good word. Dwao, heads up. Heads up. Okay. Hetepoo, North Mississippi, you're on the air. Oh it's good. Okay, still listen properly. That's a pool. good brother Elliot's fresh back in the building.
7: Yo. Tio. Tio, what's the uh, good uh, word, brother? Ah, uh, you know, there's always a millions of good words. That's one thing you do is you stimulate the great question. I'm over here listening to all the things you're talking about and kind of feeling like, uh, you know what? You know what? I'm feeling like I talk too much is really what I feel like. So I just want to say <laughs> that, you know, I appreciate it because my mind's running a million minutes mile right now, and I really do enjoy that in life. So, yeah, keep doing your thing. I really appreciate it, fam.
5: All right, brother. Dwaou, thank you for the kind words. Definitely, definitely. I'll check back with you.
7: Hey, no doubt, no doubt. a you.
3: To you, heads up?
7: Alright,
5: alright. Those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother, New. you listening to Kukim Kim Radio. We're dealing with the science of sacrifice. Right? about to go deeper into the subject now. Right? We talked about, you know, a good bit, why sacrifice is required. Right? And why it is you that are taking, you know, it is you that is ultimately required as sacrifice and anything that you offer is ultimately taking your place. You know, from the comedic perspective, right? Your, your Engaging right divine forces. Okay? You're approaching divine forces. Right? And you know the the thing here is only the pure, only the divine can approach the divine. And you know, there's something that um you know that we we talked about uh, you know a few weeks ago, you know, in, in the ritual class, you know, for Hininsu. Right as relates to the re, the reward for living Maat, right, and you know that that is Heteru, right? Hetero is considered the reward for living Maat, and you know it's it's talking about you know sailing upon the lake of Maat, right, having a place within Heteru. And all of the forces of nature, the water, the winds, everything serves to further you, right? These things representing the forces of nature, the netaru, working for you, serving you as a result of living ma'at and becomes your experience, okay? So if, for whatever reason, the forces are not working for us, Somehow, some way, we must not be living Ma'at. Okay? In some regard, we are not living Ma'at. Otherwise, the netaru, the forces of nature, would be working for us.
3: Right? But they're not working for us. Okay?
5: Why? Okay? Why? It's because we have to, or we have yet to realize. Who we are as divine beings, and let our let our um thoughts, words, and deeds reflect our divinity in its purity right in their purity right purity of thought purity of word, purity of deed okay that is that is the reason for the condition right, and you know us not getting the assistance that we need, and further the reason. Why sacrifice is required, because we are approaching the pure, we are approaching the divine, and we're not in our proper persona, as the Brother Moors would say. (laughs) We're not in our proper status as divine beings, as purified beings, okay? So, you know, once again, going back to the temple, right, as we work to purify ourselves, right, the deeper we gain access into the temple until we ultimately get are granted access into the, the inner sanctuary, okay, where we are able to behold the niter in its true form. Behold the face of the niter, right? This represents going deeper and deeper into the inner sanctuary of the self and beholding our own divinity, right? Realizing our divinity, seeing our true face. Right? The requisite, the prerequisite for gaining that access,
3: okay, is the
5: purification of ourselves. The purification of our hearts. Okay? Purification of our hearts. Right. So, I want to talk a little bit more about this, this, um, you know, this science, right? We talked last week about the um, story, right, the, of Hederu and Sekhmet, and how, you know, what happened, you know, why she came, and, or why she transformed into Second Met, right, you know, she left following behind the shoe and new exploring the world, then she came back, and found that Ra had put another in her place, okay, now, we're talking about Motion and stagnation. We're talking about harmony versus disharmony, order versus disorder, ma'at versus isfet. Okay? The fact that there was another in Hetheru's place means that things were out of order, right? Which means that things were in a state of isfet, right? Which automatically creates shekemet, right? Disharmony. Right Stagnation Okay Dissonance Okay um, under, Another way to understand hetaru And You know In regards to Ra You know Ra is life And hetaru Is the motions of life Right The vehicle of life Right The rhythm of life Okay And You know If Ra's journey Is going smoothly Right, he continues to move uninhibited. The experience is Heteru. But for, for ever, whatever reason, the journey is not going smoothly. The journey is inhibited. Things are out of order. The experience is Sekhmet, okay? So, ultimately, right, Hederu came back and she found things out of place. She transformed into, into Sekhmet and attacked Ra, right? She lashed out at Ra, Okay? And this is our experience, right? Our experience is that life is not working for us, it's actually moving against us. Okay, it's moving against us. right? So in this in cases like this, we have to figure out a way to appease Samet, right to appease. Secumet, so that she can change back into Hetheru, and Hetheru can come back to us. The good things in life can come back to us. Harmony, right? Synchronicity, success can come back into our lives, right? Now, in the Kemetic tradition, this was done annually through offerings, okay? Offerings, sacrifices made to Sekhomet, to appease her, as the... you know, the interit of the river so that, you know, Hetheru, you know, she can change back into Hetheru and bring the annual flood with her, which return life, prosperity, and health to Kemet. Okay? But there were offerings that was made. Hetheru or Sekhmet needed to be appeased. Right? In the Yoruba tradition, this is um, you know, represented in the tradition of Osun, okay, and, you know, the river of Osun asogbo right, in which, um, you know, in that festival in which, you know, Osun as the orisha of the river is appeased, okay, to avoid plague, pestilence, war, and all of these things from taking place in the land, right, what happened in that story, okay, like like in the instance, let's say in the instance with Hedru, she came and found another in her place. Things were out of place, things were out of order. Okay? In the Yoruba with Oshun, it was it was an instance in which you know you know some of the some of the people, the Oba or King and some of the lesser deities knocked down uh you know one of the sacred trees, okay? into the river. And Oshun came and said, you know, you have messed up my shrine or you have messed up my uh, you know, my my pot, so to speak. Okay? So offerings and invocations had to be made in order to appease Oshun in the river. Right? And annually, the festival of Oshun is made, right, to make sure that she's always appeased so that harmony and all these good things can stay in the land, right? This is a reflection here, once again, of the kinship, right? This is an example of the kinship between the Comedic tradition as an ATR and the Yoruba tradition as an ATR, Okay. Heheru must be appeased, right? So that all of the good things, the ket can return to Kemet, right? And things can continue to flow smoothly. Another example of this in the Kemetic tradition, we hear the story of the seven-year famine. Now, this is a story, right, of a famine that took place in the fourth dynasty with the nesu Joseph. Right, And for seven years, the flood was not what it should have been, right? The flood was, you know, below the, uh, the ideal for over seven years or for seven years. And as a result of that, disease, death, okay, poverty, all of these things, right, had entered into Kemet. And, you know, when you read the story, you find that, you know, ultimately this was done because of neglect of the ancestral shrines, neglect of the shrines of the Netaru, right? According to the story, the Nisu Joseph, forgot where he came from, right, where they came from. Matter of fact, we can even ascertain from the story that even the great Imhotep was unaware at the time as to their origins. So the Nisu asked Imhotep, right? Asked Imhotep to, you know, where are the origins of the Hopi, the origins of the Nile? Okay? My heart turned towards the past and towards the ancestors, and I inquired as to the origins of the Hopi. Who is the Neter that lives there? Okay? And Imhotep had to go and perform divination in order to gain access to that information because he didn't know it off top. Then the didn't know it. Right? Now, you find that the origins of the now, right, the birthplace of the Hopi is also the ancestral land and origins of the Kemetic people. So, from this we can understand that they had forgotten where they, came, where they came from Okay And when Imhotep returned with the information The Nesu made a journey there Right your Imhotep told the Nesu where it was He told him who were the Netaru that lived there Right Who had temples there He told him what were the offerings that needed to be made he Gave him all of this information And you know when he got there Nesu, when he got there, he found the temples in shambles. He found the shrines neglected. As a matter of fact, the story even says that the shrines in Kemet were desolate because of the state of things in Kemet. Right? When he got there to the birthplace of the Nile, he found the shrine of Kunum in the story in disarray, in shambles, totally neglected. So, He went and he performed rituals in the shrine of Kunum, made offerings and sacrifices, right? And during the process, he went into a state, either in which he was dreaming or in a state of of trance, in which Kunum appeared to him and told him why things were, the things that, you know, the way that they were. I give you all of this thing look at the land look at all of the material that you have all of this potential yet the shrines are unkept the temples are unfinished right I am Kunum your creator I form your limbs and keep you united and joined to yourself I keep you whole but look at my shrine right but since you have remembered me Since you have made these offerings and these sacrifices I'm going to cause the Nile to bust forth for you Gone are the days of lack and poverty and disease and death From the land The people are going to return and they will embrace you Okay This is what Kunum promised The Nesubiti Zoser As a result of his offerings and his sacrifice But the point here family is that ultimately there was a problem, ancestral neglect, the neglect of the shrine, the forgetting of who we are, right? They forgot who they were, where they came from, that led to the land, Kemet, the nation, the people, being in, falling into the state and condition that they were in. Okay. And sacrifice needed to be made in order to turn things around. Alright? So we have examples of this, right? Stories in the comedic tradition. The importance and role of sacrifice in turning things around for us, right? And why they're required. Okay. Ultimately it's because we have not yet realized who we are. Okay, there's some internal neglect. Okay, we haven't attained to the ritual purity. We have not yet offered ourselves to serve as pure vessels for the ancestors and for the divine. And that's why sacrifice and offerings need to be made. But this is the thing. With all of that being said, for the most part, most of us are not. Practitioners of ATR. Most of us are not. Keeping the shrines of the Neteru. Most of us are not. Keeping the shrines of the ancestors. And most of us do not know. Or remember. Who we are. And our present condition. And circumstances reflect that. Just like in our cosmology. Alright. So if we want Heru to return. We must perform a sacrifice because the you know the realization and actualization of our divine potential and achieving a state of ritual purity that is down the line and requires training it requires practice requires going into a discipline into the discipline and taking it all the way through until the goal is achieved in that particular discipline right that's down the line so what we need right now is sacrifice Okay, we need sacrifices. Sacrifices need to be made, right? But I don't want us to get stuck on the idea of offerings and animals, right? Offering animal sacrifices, okay? There's also the sacrifice of the way of thinking and the way of doing things that needs to be performed, right? A way of looking at the world. Right? Uh, we started off Talking about Routine right? We, talk, we started off talking about cycles And revolution And how we keep saying We want revolution But in actuality what we want is change Right What we want is for a revolution To be broken We want a cycle to be broken We want a routine to be broken You see we want, you know, when you look at seven years of famine, you're talking about a, a cyclical condition, a condition that had come, become perpetual, you see. And the Nisubiti wanted to break the cycle, all right? He wanted to change things, okay? So, we have to change things. We have to break the cycle. And, you know, we can't change things by continuing to do the same things that we've always done that have not worked for us. You know, we can't continue to do the same things and expect different results. You know, they say that's insanity, so to speak. Right? We cannot... Continue to, uh, you know, try to implement strategies and plans, okay, and go about achieving our goals in ways that have already failed and have been checkmated by those that we perceive to be enemies to us, opposers to us, oppressors to us, right? If we have been systematically put into a condition and within the system, we are in a position where our range, our reach, our scope is limited by our circumstances, and because of our position within the in the uh system, right, we cannot see how things have systematically been worked and aligned against us, okay? We cannot see that these strategies have already been checkmated, right? But out of, for some reason, we keep repeating, okay, the same problem or keep receding the same pattern. Pardon me, repeating the same pattern, right? We keep repeating the same pattern, trying the same things, using the same methods, okay? Um, regurgitating the same rhetoric, okay? not going to work right we cannot expect it to work okay so we must be willing to sacrifice the the aspects of yesterday that no longer serve us we must be willing to sacrifice and part with to throw away the old that is useless In order to make room for new ideas, new plans, new strategies, new ways of thinking and looking at our situation. Okay? We can't allow our feelings to get us caught and stuck in this perpetual cycle of failure. We either want to win or we do not. Simple and plain. Okay, we either want to win or we do not, right? And you know we don't continue with the strategy that has failed, okay, the plan that has failed, okay, and been checkmated if we want to win right that's that's um you know it's it's something that you know listening to it. I'm sure we may be thinking that's pretty simple, right? That's common sense. So you might be saying, duh, Benu. <laughs> right? You might be saying, yo, tell us something we don't know. Duh, right? But even though it sounds simple, it's very, very difficult thing to do because we are creatures of habit. Okay? We're creatures of habit, of conditioning, right? And when certain patterns And and habits Are you know perpetuated You know they become Deep deeper and deeper Ingrained okay Within us and you know The more deeper ingrained These patterns and habits Become the more difficult They are to break Okay so You know Many of us us as a people we've Put ourselves into a position of perpetual self-defeat, okay? Perpetual self-defeat, which you know ultimately leads to a loser's mentality, right? We've developed a loser's mentality, okay? Um, you know, yes, we gotta, you know, deal with the Wazungu. We gotta deal with the clocker. Yes, right? <laughs> you're going to deal with them, because the way we've been trying, the, the things that we've been saying, right, the, the patterns we've been repeating, you know, even even some of the ways of our heroes and heroes, they did not work, so why repeat them in the exact same way, okay? With all things, we must be willing to put them on the scale so that we can weigh both sides, the pros and the cons, implement the pros and throw away the cons or correct them, right, no feelings involved, no feel- No feelings involved, it either works or it does not work,
3: okay, we got to
5: be willing to sacrifice the old ways of thinking, right, that no longer serve us, that keep us stuck in this perpetual cycle of failure, right, we, we may think that, okay, we may have an idea of what we want, right, where we want to go, okay, but also an idea, right, that of what it's going to take to get there. Or we may think that this one way is the way in, you know, of how this is going to be achieved or accomplished. This is how we're going to get to where it is that we need to go. But in actuality, that perspective of, okay, this is the way in which this is going to be achieved, okay, is in actuality the block that is prohibiting us or inhibiting us from getting to the place that we want to go. Right? Because in actuality, water seeks its own level, there is a flow taking place right now as we speak. And we're either in the flow or we're not in the flow. Okay? We're either resonating in harmony or in tune or we're going against the grain. We're out of balance. We're out of step. We're out of tune. We're out of sync. Okay? And we're ultimately blocked, right, from achieving our goal. There's a flow going on. We simply got to find ourselves, place ourselves in the flow, okay? There There is a way of thinking that can lead us around what we perceive to be our block. Do we see it? Okay, do we see it? If not, what is it in our minds that needs to be sacrificed? How are we looking at this thing, right? And if we think and be honest with ourselves, we may see that the way that we're looking at these things is the way that we've always been looking at these things. We if we as a matter of fact, if we look at most of our dissatisfactions, most of our problems, okay, you know, we may realize that we've always been facing the same types of of dissatisfactions, the same types of problems and approaching them in the exact same way, interpreting and approaching them and reacting to them in the exact same way that has not worked. Okay. And instead of, you know, thinking of a new way to approach it, right? We frown or complain or, yeah, you know, we frown or we complain, right? Or we blame, okay? Instead of thinking along the lines of solution, right? Thinking along the lines of solution, right? Because once again, water seeks its own level, right? That's why you call, you know, you call a liquid, you know, something that has been you know you know in a formula uh you know in a way you call a formula that's been put together in a systematic way a solution right water seeks its own level it seeks to balance itself out right it seeks solution okay and the nature of the universe is likened to water, the essence of reality. It's likened to water, right? Had her in her cycles, right? is it's associated with water in the river, right? Flow, okay? The flow, right? The flow. And we're either in the flow or not, okay? We have to be willing to think in new ways. To feel in new ways, to do things that you know, as it stands, our current thoughts and feelings on them may be contradictory, right? We may we may feel as though you know we're we're um you know we're sacrificing our you know what it is that we stand on or what what those that came before us stood on or whatever case may be. But trust me, the ancestors. Want to win (laughs) Right At the end of the day We want to win Okay We want to win At the end of the day So sometimes it takes Sacrificing The old Okay Correcting the old Trying something new Thinking in new ways Right So that's number one We gotta Be willing to think In new ways And part with the old ways Of thinking Okay Approaching situations Interpreting situations Okay, we have to be willing to dance. Okay, you gotta be willing to dance to harmonize, right? If this way is blocked, forget it. Go another way. Go another way. Don't stop. Don't get stuck, right? Don't get stuck. Go another way. Go around. Turn around, right? You know, you know, most of us that drive, we have. GPS, and if there's something in the way traffic wise, the GPS will let you know and then it'll say rerouting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> be more fluid okay we have to be more fluid family alright so that's one thing right we must also be willing to sacrifice the fear of letting go of what we know and grab hold to the courage to walk forward into the unknown we have to be willing to sacrifice our need to control right our preoccupies with control, okay, and being willing to let go and let ourselves you know surrender to the flow and rhythm of the cosmos, right the rhythm of the Netaru we have to be willing to to prostrate ourselves before the shrine of the ancestors and the Netaru and say say. Let me fall into the flow, right? Let go of control. And when we do that, right, it's a scary thing. It's easier said than done, once again, right? Because a lot of the things that we might be holding on to, a lot of the things that we might be holding dear to, right? A lot of the people that are with us, That we might be holding on to They've always been here Etc so on But they are the very things That need to be sacrificed Or let go of In order to make room For the things that You are looking to come into your life Okay You could Right We could be We Right And the people That we hold dear to The things that we hold dear to could be destined for two different stations in life. Okay? We could be moving potentially in two different directions. But because we won't let go, our journey is stagnated. Right? And our potential is unfulfilled. Okay? We got to be willing to let go. Got to be willing to let go. You know, it's not necessarily that it's forever. It could be forever, right? But we got to be willing to let go. Otherwise, what's waiting on the threshold of the emergence of events, right? Ra cannot continue to move forward and rise in the east, emerge from the duat, from the spirit realm, your moment, right? Our moment cannot come forth from the horizon if the journey of Ra is blocked by yesterday. Okay, if Ra is stuck in yesterday, he cannot come forth today. So he must always keep moving forward, constantly renewing himself, embracing the new. Right, so you got to be willing to sacrifice the old, let go of relationships that no longer serve to your evolution. Right? Let it go. So that you can move forward. Right? Let go of the lifestyle. This is another thing. Okay? We got to be willing to sacrifice our current lifestyle. Uh, You know, especially if we're looking to take things to another level, and especially if we're looking to do it in our own way, right? We have to be willing to make sacrifices to our ideals, and sometimes that sacrifice may be lifestyle, because lifestyle is just a fancy way of saying cycle, right? And some lifestyles are just a fancy way of saying addiction. Right, Because an addiction doesn't necessarily have to be um, drugs or alcohol or sex or whatever the case may be, right? An addiction could be those creature comforts, okay? The things that we're used to having and always having, okay? And these may be the very things that need to be sacrificed at least for a moment, at least for a while so that we can take that energy from there that we normally give to those things to put in the things that we want to come into
3: being, okay?
5: Some of us want to be independent, right? We want to be entrepreneurs. We don't want to work for nobody, right? We don't want to be tied to the system, okay? We have to be willing to walk away sometimes and walk out into the unknown. Okay? Embrace those momentary, you know, moments, right? of uncertainty. Walk forward into the unknown. Right? Right? You know, you know we we've limited ourselves to what we know. But the unknown is the infinite. Okay? That's why, you know, our moon Right? Who is infinite? Right? It said of him Kim Rin F, right? Kim Rin F, unknown of name, right? None Rick Iruf. none no one knows his form. The unknown is the infinite. Okay? The unknown is the infinite. Even our potential is unknown. We say divine potential, right? But what what is that? What is the divine that it can be defined? It's infinite. Right? So even in walking forward into the divine mysteries of yourself, you have to be willing to part with what you know and Reach for the infinite. Walk forward into the unknown. Pardon me, family. I'm, I'm feeling it this morning. <laughs> okay? But this is very important, right? We have to be willing to make uncomfortable changes. We have to be willing to be uncomfortable, right to be uncomfortable. Think about the you know the offerings and the nature of sacrifice, right? The idea of sacrifice is that you are losing something in order to gain something right and it's not a real sacrifice unless you feel it, okay? If you give something and it means nothing to you, then you you know. What's the point? You're not losing anything. It's not an expense. Okay? It's not an expense. It's not a sacrifice. Right? That's why in most of these traditions, the thing that is sacrificed is something that is extremely dear to the
3: individual normally.
5: Right? So, you know, for instance, there's a story... In Ghana, right must the Akan people, okay, in which the you know the chief right a chief one of the one of the first chiefs you know was uh you know you know they were offered as a sacrifice as a child, okay, not in actuality though, but it was presented to the family. Okay, that a child needed to be offered as a sacrifice in order for you know the community and everything to be successful, etc. so on, right? So, you know, one lady said, Okay, here's here's my son. And the priest, right, took the child with them and made the child the chief. Okay. That's you know, you know that's something that you see is a common motif in in many traditions, right? Like we talk about Heru, the son of Osiris, ultimately the sacrifice, right? Even in the biblical case, right? It's the child, right, that is offered, okay, or or is you know allegedly to be offered, you know supposed to be offered, but then something takes its place, maybe, right? But um, you know this is this is. Representing the fact that if it is not something dear to you and then ultimately your life in some kind of way. Right? When we're sacrificing our ways of thinking that have become habitual, our ways of doing things, our lifestyle, our comfort, right? When we sacrifice these things, these these are examples of sacrificing our lives. Okay? Not a sacrifice if we don't feel it. We got to be willing to be uncomfortable for a moment. Okay? Right? We got to be willing to be uncomfortable for a moment. We want to build a nation. Right? We got to be willing to build it from scratch unless we can take it and win. Once again, you know, your brother, I don't engage in Exercises in futility. Okay? So, whatever we do, it must be something, you know, done in a way and something that will ultimately lead us to win. We can't be spooky, right? You know, even though we're dealing with spiritual science, we cannot be spooky because ultimately we're still dealing with science. So, mathematically, it has to make sense. Okay? some kind of way, even if we're talking higher math, it has to reason out, gotta add up, you know what I mean, so, you wanna build a nation, you, you know, you gotta be willing to build it from scratch, and if you're gonna build from scratch, you're talking about sacrifice, you're talking about discomfort, you're talking about hard work, it's not a sacrifice, unless you feel it. right we want to work for ourselves and be independent right we want to separate from the system we have to be willing to sacrifice right to walk away from the system okay and invest as much time as we've invested into the wazungu system into the system that we're constructing for ourselves into the goal that we've set for ourselves. If we cannot invest as much or more time, energy, a.k.a. life, into what it is that we want for ourselves as we've done for our oppressors, ultimately we are not willing to do what it takes or make the necessary sacrifices that need to be made in order to, to achieve our goals. So you've got to be willing. To struggle for a moment. To feel it for a moment. Okay? You got to be willing to go for a moment in uncertainty. And that's when you see the forces activated. That's when you see the forces step in. That's when you see the natural step in. You see? That's when the forces will come to you and on your behalf and will make sure that, you know, you always have what it is that you need because you've made the sacrifice that was necessary to get it, right? You've aligned yourself in the flow. You've removed the blockages, okay? We got to be willing to walk into the unknown. We got to be willing to be ignorant for a moment if we want to be enlightened, okay? Okay? To you Those of you that are just tuning in This is your brother, Uncle Benu You're listening to Cool Kim Radio We're dealing with the subject, Science of Sacrifice Man, we're getting, about to bring this thing a little closer to home Right, Or oh, we've brought it a little closer to home we'll See if we can bring it even closer to home But we're going to open up the lines Definitely, definitely, definitely those of you If you like to call in You know, by all means, feel free to do so We'd love to hear from you You know, give, comment or question, etc. so on and if by chance uh, you want to call or uh, you have something that you like to say or add, right, comment a question, but you don't necessarily want to call in, feel free to leave that comment or question in the talk show live chat room, and we'll get to it ASAP family. Okay. Hattapool, Marina Turt, are you there? Hattapool, all right, to you, to you. Hate tip. So I had a question
6: or rather right right like I was trying to see if you could comment on it, but um you know you hear a lot of times uh the the path of of being a mother, mm-hmm. being likened to uh a path of sacrifice. And in a lot of respects, um, the same can be said about the uh, path of of a, a priest, or the path, <clears throat> path of, you know, um, a religious
5: leader. Two. All right. I say that, that's it. Good to go. Alright, two. So yeah, you know definitely one thing that can be seen, especially in the comedic tradition, is the association of the mother with the with sacrifice, right? Um, you know, as as mentioned earlier, uh one of the terms for sacrifice in Medunater is Minhit, and Minhit is also the name of a of a Niterit, who is the mother of Hikah wife of Kunum. Okay, now Kunum is the, you know, he's the Natera that shapes, he's the potter, right, the divine potter, divine craftsman. He shapes and creates the the Ka and the Kat, okay, the Ka and the Kat, or we could say the spiritual essence and the physical essence of a thing, not just a, not just a person, but anything, okay. Minhit is the wife. Right And Hikar Right Then the chair of Juju Okay Who's You know who's, um You know Name actually means To activate the Ka Right To strike the Ka Right To cause the Ka To come forth You know He's the son He's the He's the offspring Of Kunum and Minhit Right And the science behind that Is You know If we want to You know Or it's Talking about the role of sacrifice As the critical um, you know, juncture between the, you know, the, uh, what it is that we're looking to create, right, to give shape to or form to in our lives, to give birth to in our lives, right, and its activation or realization in hikar, right. It, there must be that sacrifice, right the, the integral the integral role of sacrifice in that process. Okay, the critical role of sacrifice in that process. Um, you know, the role of sacrifice in ritual. That's what that represents. But, you know, even in the, you know, in the case of Osset, for instance. You know, Osset, her whole life is, you know, was considered a life of sacrifice. You know, she sacrificed her her position, right? She sacrificed her, her royal life for a good while. Okay, um... Because she desired to see Osiris awaken And she desired to give birth to Heru And even in giving birth to Heru you know, She is quoted in the tradition as Doing so to glorify the name of Osiris on earth Right um, You know Everything you read about Osset is ultimately her um, You know Being You know Being in a position where she's giving herself She's giving of herself Right. She could have still been queen after Osir died because, you know, Sutesh wanted to marry her in order to, uh, you know, legitimize his rule. She refused. Right. She refused. She left and, you know, lived in exile. Right. As a nomad. Right. So we're talking about a queen living as an exile, as a refugee, so to speak. OK. So you see the sacrifice there. You see, the sacrifice, um, just in general, as it relates to motherhood and, you know, how the bulk of, you know, genetic, genetic material, right, that, you know, comes to shape the child, okay, comes from the mother, right, the blood, right, the physical angst and the, and the agony and the pain and, you know, the toll that it takes on the, the body of the mother, it's right, a sacrifice—the burden of carrying the child until she cannot carry it no more. Right, and birth happens. Okay, this is this is another example of the sacrifice of the mother, and then even beyond that, right, the giving of her milk. Right, the sacrifice of time and sleep. Okay, to to feed this this life of yourself okay, to feed the life, right, this life of yourself, to give of yourself so that this life can live by you giving of your life, that's what we're talking about here, right, so absolutely, um, you know, the sacrifice is always present, I mean, even in conception, there's there's the giving of the egg, there's the giving of the seed, right, um, there's always an act of giving, but definitely in the comedic tradition, um, you know, the mother is associated with the idea of sacrifice. Okay? That that kinda answer your question. Oh, you know, that comment, you know, that that was what you uh you know, what you needed.
6: <laughs> to you. To
5: you.
7: All uh, right,
6: two I have another question I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, uh, it's like completely plucked from my head right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll see if it comes back.
5: All right, Dwaou, I'll check back with you.
3: Piu. Piu, Heta Poo. Okay.
5: Heta okay. Poo. Sim Saga bet, you're on the air, you at the pool. all right, you too, Wow, it's just like
0: so many great things that were said um, and uh especially when you were talking about um the sacrifice as a um, as a collective community is concerned that you know looking so for, look for a more, more holistic, holistic satisfying way to fly. and uh you know, you know the, the sacrifice you know the, the, is, you know, is, is you, you know you may have, so to, you do have to do a it lot a lot, lot times of times when you, when, you when, when you, you when you it is really powerful, powerful the fact that uh, uh, giving, up giving up something, something that, you are so that familiar you're so familiar with
3: to go with
5: the unknown, unknown. it's so powerful. two too, too, I say there's, there is no feeling like it, <laughs> right? You know, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, and you know, we we touched on it a little bit, like literally that walking out into the unknown is 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 embracing omnipotence. Yeah. That's what it is, because you are you are letting go of your your control, you're letting go of your you know our finite understanding, finite information, right finite way of doing things right and know-how to letting letting the universe, letting the infinite sort itself out, because ultimately we have to remember that we are a part, a cell within the body of the all, right. And and you know, we're either a cell that's functioning properly and, and you know, there's convergence, we're serving our purpose, or we're a free radical. You know? You know, one thing and I hear I hear the family, right? I hear, you know, the family in the you know, you know, on the Facebook and they say, you know, you know, we always want to, you know point it back at us, et cetera, and so on and whatever the case may be. No. Yo, I'm telling you, give the Wazungu the business, but understand, you either want to deal with science or you don't. I deal with the spiritual science, and I don't care what tradition you deal with. They're going to let you know that ultimately you are responsible for what happens and what does not happen in your life. Whether you are a a success or failure, it's on you. you. And, you know, as an initiate, it is never anyone else's fault, right? So, someone had a hand played the major role in placing you in the position that you're in physically it's up to you whether you stay there or not, right, it's up to you whether you sit there pointing the finger and blaming them it's up to you whether you don't get their foot off your back, it's up to you, you know, it's always up to you on some level you know what I mean yeah. All right, so, so literally okay, we have, to be, we have to be willing to take responsibility for ourselves Right. Take responsibility for ourselves and recognize that ultimately there's a sacrifice that we're going to have to make something that we're going to have to change in order to in order to get ourselves out of this losing cycle that we find ourselves in. Because it's a cycle of self-defeat. It's a cycle of self-defeat. Straight up. You know what I mean? It's a cycle of self-defeat. And, you know, until we Definitely break that needs cycle. To be broken. Exactly. You know, it's a cycle that needs to be broken. And in order to do that, we might have, it's going to call on us to do something different, think in a way that we have not thought, right? And to surrender control. Because, yo, to be honest, if we knew how to fix it, we would have been unfixed it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the the you know the the thing is you know letting the let nature balance itself out. You know instead of identifying with with your with your individual person as a cell, right, and trying to control things, why don't you identify with the whole? Identify with the brain of the mm. operation. Mm. And let that intelligence work itself out. You yeah. Get on board with that. Okay. Otherwise, we remain in a prison that we've created for ourselves. Right. And the devil that ultimately came forth from us. Right. I'm talking about the, the Wazis. Right. The devil that ultimately came forth from us. Okay. Will continue to oppress us. As long as we're not being the divine being that we're supposed to be. Straight up yeah. and down, I don't care how you like it or not. That's not for you, but I'm talking about those listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. To you too. I, I'm sorry. I, I know I went on one right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh good. you any you have any, any other questions or comments. <laughs>
0: no. That's no. 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 cool.
5: All right. To you, Drau. Excellent, excellent i check back with you before we get up out of here. Yeah.
0: yeah.
5: All right. To you. What's up?
0: What's
2: up? i check
5: back with you before we get up out of here. Okay. Heta Poo, Arizona. You're on the air. Okay. Just listening. How you say you, got a troll in the building. <laughs> All right, so yo, you know, I, like I said, I, I don't care. You know who likes it, who does not like it. You know, you either you either gonna sit in the in the you know the quote unquote god circle or you're not, right? You know, it's 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 in. It's up to you. <laughs> I mean, it is up to you, yo. Know, whether or not you wanna be a loser. <laughs> All winner, but once again, right? You know it's going to take us doing things in a, in a different way, and ultimately it all boils down to whether or not we are willing to sacrifice our ego or not. Are we willing to sacrifice our egos, right? Put our egos on the back burner for a second, huh? You know what I mean? That's all. That's, that's all, That's all, family. That's all we're talking about, right? <laughs> You know, but um, it takes doing things a little bit differently, right? It takes doing things a little bit differently, you know, approaching things in a different way, okay? You know, and being willing to part with what we've grown accustomed to, who we've grown accustomed to, who we've grown accustomed to being and identifying ourselves as. You know, how we've, how, you know, the way that we see ourselves. We got to sacrifice all these things because ultimately we are, we are the progenitors of our lives. We are the creators of our lives. That's the comedic tradition. I don't care, you know, I can't speak for other traditions, right? But that's the comedic tradition. You are the creator of your life, okay? You chart the course of your destiny, destiny. You are the progenitor of the cycles of death and rebirth, the comings and goings of Ra. You are. We are. No one else. Okay? No one else. All right. So, those of you that are just tuning in. Okay, wait a minute. Before, before we get there, I see Hatsapu. Is that the brother Ikranif? Hatsapu. To
7: you. All right. To you, too. To you. To you, too. Do Uh... I I can't help I just wanted to ask the question even as it relates to uh, looking at the uh the sacrificial part and looking at that as being um a feminine a feminine principle correct
5: Say it again the very last the, the one sacri-
7: the, the sacrificial aspect we we do look at look at the mother uh when we look at the ultimate divine sacrifice correct
3: t o
5: too as a matter of fact, when we look at when we look at the um the comedic tradition, in all cases the the sacrifice and the forces that govern ritual slaughter as far as like um, you know the slaughter of you know animals and you know what things that are going to be um offered you know as blood sacrifice, they're always feminine secondmet min-hit, neat right as a matter of fact, the forces. That are these these same forces, these same uh feminine forces that I mentioned, these are forces that are called also called openers of the way. Right? They open the way for the you know, for the Nisu in battle to assure victory. That's just a symbolic way of making sure that one is able to Uh, Of saying that one is able to achieve their goal through making sacrifices. Okay? On another level, it deals with ritual sacrifices that were performed prior into going into war. But ultimately, it's talking about a sacrifice that must take place in order for us to get from point A, right, to point B. Realization or inspiration to actualization, et cetera, and so on.
3: You know what
5: I mean? So... So, um, yeah, the maternal principle is, you know, identified with or, you know, also associated with the idea of sacrifice. Definitely in the case of Arsette and her story, um, you know, you do have, let's say, you know, one instance, right? One instance, in you know, where masculine
6: force,
5: you know, may be identified with, um, you know, masculine force is identified with an act of sacrifice, you know, so in the case of Osir, you know, for instance, it said that life springs up to us from Osir's loss of it. Okay, so, you know, but that's speaking cosmologically in his identification with the all, etc., so on, and, and whatnot. But, you know, the maternal principle is definitely the ultimate, right, the ultimate symbol of sacrifice in the comedic tradition.
7: Should be common sense, and, I think. <laughs> and, and, and 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 I guess that is like you said, and and looking at the masculine part of that, uh, you know, because even looking on a lower level, and when um like I like I, a lot of people might know me for bringing up the pimp analogy, but how a lot of women basically give themselves up or sacrifice themselves up for the order of the law of that man. Um, even as it relates to, you know, the other side. Uh, And I guess the more that we have that thing interworking inside our African culture and our African spirituality, indeed, that is, you know, the relationship between the ka and the ba, even as you uh, have explained how the ka is the feminine aspect and how the ba is the, you know, the fatherly aspect. And as that relates to the mother basically seeking and carrying out, uh, the will, um, uh, of the father. Um, mm-hmm. so but, uh, I got, I got my, I got my little, uh, my oldest friend to listen. And come here. She want to, she want to say a little song. <laughs> Hotel.
5: Hotel. How you doing, sis? Good. Good, good, good. Hey, I'm happy to have you with us and, and thank you for for the greetings, definitely definitely. You know
3: what I mean? You're welcome. You're
6: welcome.
3: All right.
7: Alright, brother. Alright, good show, man. Um enjoying everything, man. So we're gonna be listening, brother. What's up? All right, two too. All right, brother Dwahu. What's up?
5: Okay, okay. Shout out to the Zessim Yaku crew in the building. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, See, we got some comments. You know, from the Zessim Yaku crew, they say, gotta take responsibility and let my art be, as if we can't let my art be anyway. Right? I mean, you know, yo, my art, my art's gonna be. The question is, are we gonna be my (laughs) art? And get our hands out of the way. So, like, literally, there is a flow, and we got our hands in the in the way of it most of the time, right? But um, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely on point. You know what I mean? On point, on point. Um, another question. This was from Sim Salibes. He said, "What happens when the system slash survival impedes on our flow?" How do we handle fear as we walk into the unknown? Well, you know, there's definitely, you know, if we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about the, you know, specific traditions. You know, there's forces that you work with that you know can assist you in letting go. Right? There's a few forces in in the Kemetic tradition. Um, you know, Sukari, for instance, that's that's a real good one. room. Um, it's another real good one, right? Uh, specifically, Heteru the, you know, uh, Nep Yeba, right? Heteru Nep Yeba, um, Heteru the Lady of Dance, right? Allowing us to dance with life instead of wrestling with it, you know. That's a that's another good one. Um, you know, Net Het is a good, you know, interrit to work with, you know, to to invoke when we need assistance in letting go of things, right? Like something's got a hold on us, or we, you know, we find it difficult to let go to move forward. You know, you want to, you know, you can call on Neptet for that, right? But you know, different, you know, different, um, you know, different things, right, to, you know, to assist with that. But um, as far as you know, the system or survival impedes on our flow Once again, right? There is, there is nothing. Ultimately, nothing in our way but ourselves, right, the problem is what we have decided to be our way, okay, if we have set our minds on doing things in a specific kind of way, right, like this is the way that it must be done, this is the way that I have to survive because we, you know, for the most part we haven't, you know, experienced any other kind of way or, you know, we've become accustomed to uh, doing things in a certain kind of way. To where you know the imagination can sometimes be you know lulled to sleep in in that particular area, right? So you know it's it's just one of those things where you know it's not it's not a it's not a matter of the flow um, being impeded so much as it is as we impeding the flow in the way that we are approaching or looking at things. So, you know, if we've decided that, for instance, okay, we want something. And this is, you know, just as it relates back to ritual, right? We're talking about doing rituals. If there's something that we want, okay, and we say, okay, this is the way that we have to get it or this is the way that it must come, when we set those parameters, we have now limited the scope and flow of the divine to make that thing happen, okay? Because it's only through this specific channel that we've set for a limit upon, we've imposed this limit on ourselves that ultimately, you know, it depends on whether or not that that channel is open, right? Because when we're talking about all of this, you know, we're talking about cycles, we're talking about timing, we're talking about rhythm, we're talking about harmony, et cetera, and so on. So, you know, something, you know, we may be looking to receive something through an avenue, and, you know, that avenue may not be open right now, right? It's time may not, you know, the time may not be right for that particular avenue, that particular way. So... You know, if that's the only way that we have, we're not going to be able to get what it is that we want because we've blocked off all other possibilities, right? So we've we've imposed unnecessary limits on ourselves, okay? So we have to literally, when we say literally, you know, be open to things happening for us in ways that we don't expect, right? And sometimes it will happen... It will happen in ways that will literally cause us to have the school face, okay? Like, like, hey, what? Like, what? You, know I mean? like, you know, it will cause us to react, you know, you know, it's 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 literally being open, right? Being completely open, okay? You know, and you know, we don't have to worry because you know, it's you know the you know the teru, the ancestors are not going to, um, you know do you know, bring it in a way that causes us to um literally compromise our you know our divinity or righteousness, right? But we gotta be open to other avenues than the parameters and limits that we've imposed on ourselves. Okay, so that's that's the big thing. Excellent question though. All right. Alright, those of you that are just tuning in, this is your brother Uncle New, right? Listening to Cool Kim Radio, we, yo, we were dealing with the science of sacrifice Don't think we're going to be too much longer on here, you know, we're we'll getting ready to wrap it up I know the family's getting ready to, to watch the bowl and everything, you know some of, some of us are watching the bowl and, you know, everyone that's, that's listening in and on the line I want to thank you for tuning in, you know um, and, and adding on and, you know, not allowing, you know, the, the bull to, to, you know, keep you away from the fam. So, you know, definitely, definitely. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so, so, you know, once you know, we definitely appreciate you, definitely appreciate you. Um, yeah, you know, man, you know, it's, it's all about winning. Right. It's all about winning that's what this is about right it's about the most efficient and effective ways and you know the spirit moves right the spirit finds those ways right water seeks its own level it, its you know it takes the path of least resistance and seeks to collect itself right that's what it's about okay you know and you know we get stuck in in patterns of losing because our ego Won't allow us to break the pattern Our egos won't allow us to um, You know Break the cycles because you know to be honest with you We've created these personas We've created you know We've created or turned ourselves into Cartoon characters Right we we have become cartoon Characters and you know if we If we fall out Of the character that we've created That people have grown Accustomed to seeing us ass, right, you know, and, you know, we feel as though, um, you know, things won't work out for us, or, you know, they'll begin to judge us harshly, and they might, but once again, do you want to win or not, because, you know, these very same people that we're worried about may be the people that we literally have to leave behind, simple and plain, right, it's either adding no, on no, or it's not, you know, so, you know, you know, that's the difference between being a troll <laughs> and being, you know, being a part of the family and building. You're either adding on or you're not, right? So um, this is, you know, this is what we're talking about here. You know, trolls become sacrifices.
2: <laughs>
5: and ultimately anything that is not adding on to what it is that we're trying to do has become a troll, right? It's a troll that won't allow us to cross the bridge. Okay. So, um, you know, that is that is what we're that's what we're looking at here.
3: Okay. We
5: have to be willing to make those sacrifices. Right? We didn't we didn't get too much into the um you know the ritual sacrifice today, right? As far as the you know, the actual science of sacrifice. But, you know, ultimately I hope that it's clear that You know, ultimately, those sacrifices, you know, we can say this, ritual sacrifices, right, blood sacrifices, because they take your place, right, ultimately Heru is the offering, right, you as Heru, ultimately the offering, and anything that is offered, is offered in your place, so you're giving IOUs, ultimately, they're going to stop working, I can't tell you how many times, and how many examples and instances I have run into where you know, people, you know, priests, priestesses, various traditions, they, you know, they begin to cry because their sacrifices, to stop working, you know, their, their deities are not doing what it is that they, they need or want them to do for them. And they're making all of the offerings that they're supposed to be making. Ultimately, you know, that's, that is usually an example of, you know, you might have tapped out your, your line of credit. You've maxed out your line of credit. Okay, and there's something internally now that needs to be offered up if you want to achieve whatever it is that you need to achieve. Okay, something internal that needs to be needs to be established. You need to bring maat to the situation. So, you know, as it was said, the Natar loves purity more than millions of offerings. the chair loves purity. Okay. More than millions of offerings, more than thousands of electrum, than the terror loves purity, and this is also why, you know, you can find the the priests and priestesses offering maat, like actual, you know, the the maat is seated in the palm of their hands, okay, seated in the palm of their hands, and they're offering maat to the interu, and that's why maat is called the food of Ra. Okay, ultimately, maat, purity, is what must be offered. Okay, and once maat is there, purity is there. You know, you may not have to offer that animal. You know, just something, to, something to think about, right? But as it stands right here, right now, today, we as a people, we have to begin to make some sacrifices. And they're not going to be easy, right? They're not going to be comfortable. But if we want to get where it is that we need to go, we're going to have to be willing to part with them, okay? All right, before we get up out of here, definitely, definitely, I want to, um, you know, let some things be known, make some sacri- uh, make some announcements, pardon me. We got a lot of things going on this year, definitely, definitely, um, first and foremost, The the music, right? The music that you hear at the top of every show, that's a good brother, Tahir RBG, right? And, um, you know, his music, what you heard and more is available um, at tahir.bandcamp.com. That's T-A-H-I-R dot B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P dot com. Tahir.bandcamp.com, okay? So, you know, definitely get over there and... Support our good brother. Um, also, you know we have um, you know some products that are released, some businesses, you know Hininsu Repat Nation businesses that are open. So um, definitely shout out to Sim Salibed and Design Culture. Okay, you check out um, you know Design Culture, the the apparel and 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 the you know you know the different products, you know. Men's clothing, women's clothing, children, babies, right? Um, bed sheets, towels, all kinds of things, and you know a lot of more things to come. You check all of those things out, beautiful products, um African products, right? Check those out at design culture d e z i g n k u l c h a right design dot com. Okay, designculture.com. Get over there, check it out. Support the family. All right. Um, right. Uh, Poofy Organics for your for your natural products. You can find that on Facebook. Okay. Um, Sister C.L. Larry, shout out. Right. Design Culture. Um, pardon me. Poofy Organics. P.O.O.F.Y. Organics. Okay. Type it into Facebook or put it into Google. And you should be able to see uh, you know, you know, she should come up and her products and everything should come up, right? Definitely definitely. Okay, get your natural products, your health products, your hygiene products, etc. so on from the fam. Okay. Um The Black Biblios, right, is here. Many of the family got it. There's a few more books available. You definitely want to get your hands on it before we're out of them. But you know, I did hear from the brother that eventually, don't know when, but eventually there will be a second running. So you know, but it is recommending, recommended that you get your get your hands on the Black Biblos. It is available. You can find the Black Biblos at Henisu.com in, in the marketplace, right? Um, so, you know, if you haven't already, visit Heneensu.com, that's H-E-N-E-N-S-U.com, www.heneensu.com, right, and visit the marketplace to check out, you know, the Black Biblos and, you know, many of our other products are available in the marketplace, all right? Um, now, right, many of you know, and if you don't, about to let you know, we also have coming up um the Kul Kim Kemet Tour, right? The Kul Kim Kemet Tour exploring the Kemetic tradition in its African context. Okay. This is this is a tour to Kemet that we're doing in September. Okay? September the third through the thirteenth. We're gonna be taking a group to Kemet to Visit our ancestral sacred land and our sacred sites, right? So, um, you know, it's definitely the trip and the experience of a lifetime or two,
2: <laughs>
5: okay? And, uh, you know, you can uh, get information on the tour um, also at com. Like you get over there in the marketplace, right? You can get more information and you can see the itinerary and everything that's included, um we have packages that include everything including international airfare. Okay, and then we have packages that exclude the um the airfare for those that are coming from Africa or coming from Europe or whatever the case may be. So um if you're interested in making that trip, okay, definitely by all means check out the check out the website so that you can get more information. Or you can contact me at Heneansu at gmail dot com. H E N E N S U at Gmail dot com. Right? Send send a uh email, you know, and I'll make sure that you get the, the information. Alright. Um Okay, yeah, I think I think that's about it family. So um you know, I wanna thank everyone, you know, once again, you know, for tuning in. Okay, and uh you know definitely 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 want you to know your presence. It's not taken for granted. you all appreciate it, right um, you know, definitely feel the positive vibes and the love that you give off, and want you to know that you know i I want to reciprocate it to you, and this is you know one of the ways that I do so by doing this show, so you know you know I want to thank you definitely um you know we're gonna be back, right. We'll say next week Right We're going to be back next week Um You know And You're going to pick up Where From where we left off Uh More than likely Get deeper into The The Science of the offerings And sacrifices Um Some of the specific things That are offered And sacrificed And why And um Yeah You know Going to take it Take it from there You know But I want to will everyone A Netchum A Netchum Evening you know, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're watching the bowl, definitely enjoy it, enjoy it. You know what I mean? I, I think most of the families is rooting for um Seattle and, and specifically for the for the brother, um, Marshawn Lynch, right? So so, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely I want everyone to be safe, enjoy your your evening, have a good time, family, right? Have a blissful evening and we'll be back next week. With more Cool Kim Alright So Until next time family Synapse
3: Be well Head to pool
5: plus.